What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the internationally known Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the proofs, Wayne, of this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly. The notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Radamus. And you're in the desert storm bunker with EWF. That is every woman's fantasy. The whole effing show, also known as Gregorio Greybeard, also known as Senior Third Leg Greg, Mr. Notrabajo himself, the CEO, Negro of Fixes Binds LLC, the unconquerable, the undisputed, best edutainment here on YouTube, also known as the CEO, did I say that already? The Confucius, Chocolate Confucius, the Morpheus of the Mating Matrix, and also CGA, See God Allah, the Deliverer, the Black Moses, and the 10-time demonetized champion of YouTube, man. It was a game time decision where I was going to come on the air today because, man, I got hammered. I got hammered. As you guys know, during the 12 Simps of Cheesemas, the fourth annual 12 Simps of Cheesemas, um, I was having a sore throat, having some, uh, having some early indications of that I was going to be sick. And, of course, Christmas Day, I got hammered with it, big time sick, and uh, woke up this morning and said, am I going to do this today? All right, wasn't feeling great. Started to feel good. Game time decision. This will be CGA's flu game. CGA's flu game. And I was thinking, I was like, should I come on today? Should I wait? Should I push the subject matter to the evening? And I said, you know what? This is the best entertainment here on YouTube. I was like, I got to come out here and uh, spit this unadulterated game for the people. And this topic is a hot topic. So I figured if I wait till tomorrow, it won't be a topic at all. And so I'll go ahead and take a nap after this and get ready, maybe for the evening show. I took off. I said I was going to pop up on Christmas Day, and I was done. All right, I took a nap. I was done. All right, and I got up this morning feeling a little bit better, but I'm not 100%, but we going to keep it going. We going to keep it going. This is the flu game for CGA. How about them Raiders? Raiders. How about them Raiders? All right, Raiders beating the Chefs. And the Ravens, oh my goodness, the Ravens looking good right now. I'm actually, one of my predictions are is threatened right now. I said Lamar Jackson will never win a Super Bowl. However, they look good right now. All right, they're peaking right now, and they're a secret. And right now, everybody knows about the Ravens. I mean, listen, they were flying under the radar with the Eagles and the 49ers. Now the Ravens are the Kings. All right, right now, the NFL. But listen, they got to stay healthy. Two more games left to go, plus the playoffs. Playoffs and all of that in the bag of chips. Ahoy. Anyway, today's show is going to center around this controversy that is going around the Internet between black men and black women. And as I tell you, man, black love is a myth. But I know you guys are hold on to your love. You want black love to be such, such a thing. You know what I mean? But here's what's happening here. The Sisterhood of the Hyenas. Shout out to our sister Crimson Cure. The Sisterhood of the Hyenas are up in arms right now about one Simone Biles. And I actually did an episode about her. I think she got me 
at one point monetized on my CGA Sports channel, which was then demonetized later on. But Simone Biles, uh, this is the most decorated gymnast in American gymnastic history. Well, here's the funny thing about it here. Simone Biles ended up marrying an NFL player. So I'll just give you the short of it, but we're going to talk about the main part of the show later. She uh, recently married in 2023 NFL player Jonathan Owens, and uh, he has played for the Houston Texans. He was a free agent, well, undrafted free agent from a small Division II school or something like that in AIA. Uh, but anyway, he plays now for the Green Bay Packers. He was interviewed by uh, a guy, Ryan Clark, who I, I think he's a liberal simp, but doesn't mean we can't kick it and have a coffee or a brew. All right, uh, Ryan Clark is a pandering liberal simp, and he went in there and interviewed uh, Jonathan Owens and Simone Biles. Now, arguably, the most recognizable of these figures is Simone Biles, right? Without a doubt. I mean, she's even if you don't pay attention to the Olympics or sports, Simone Biles um, is the most decorated Olympian. Now, in in as it stands, as it stands, the United States Americans don't really look at the Olympics like that. But if you pay attention to sports and you watch the Olympics, you would say Simone Biles actually outranks um, outranks uh, uh, Jonathan Owens. Similarly, similarly, it can be said that Giselle Bündchen is more popular than Tom Brady, and it would be true on worldwide appeal. On worldwide appeal, Giselle Bündchen is more popular and wealthier than Tom Brady. Now, most people would not understand that. They would be like, that's not true. Well, because in our paying attention, Giselle Bunchen doesn't come across our desk on a daily basis. She doesn't come across our desk. This is not something we're going to pay attention to. Now, when she pops up, you might pay attention to her. But worldwide appeal, worldwide popularity, Giselle is more popular. It's without a doubt. She's more recognizably known worldwide. Now, Tom Brady is recognizable in the United States. Like, that's what it is. And so the dynamics is... Giselle's actually bigger than Tom Brady, but it doesn't matter. We still put Tom Brady as the man, and he has more status than Giselle. You see what I mean? And no matter how many of these feminists, no matter how many of these women, no matter how many of these black women want to have this dream, this orgasmic dream, that the woman's status is always going to trump the male, no matter who the male is, is outrageous. And what the beef is today, this is what the beef is. Simone Biles' husband. All right, we got to remember, this woman was able to get married, unlike what most black women aren't able to do. And I'm not here to attack black women, but they seem to be the ones that are, their panties are in a bunch. Simone Biles was able to get married. She married an NFL player. The NFL is the most visible sport here in America by far. No other sport is even close. And it can be said on a weekly basis that his team might be seen more than Simone Biles. But they're trying to say that Simone Biles' status trumps him because he's a subpar NFL safety. And he says, hey, listen, I didn't even know who Simone Biles was when we matched on a dating app. Now, I'm going to play the rest of this interview. I'm going to break this down later on in the show, all right, because this is going to come into the second or third hour, depending on how I'm feeling or depending on the audience, because he says, listen, I didn't, we matched on a certain dating app. It wasn't Tinder. It was a dating app for people in the, you know, the nanny goes. New, 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 new world order. 
So he says, I wasn't even paying attention to the Olympics. I didn't even know who she was when she matched. But he looked at her and said, look at that little tiny piece of calico. All right. And he said, how? Okay, I'll take a date with her. Because in his world, gymnasts aren't that big of a deal. In fact, he tried to pass it off as to why he didn't recognize her. Now, I recognized her. I would have recognized her. But that's me. That's neither here nor there. I would have recognized her. But she ain't dealing with ninjas like me. That's why she went on a special app to get uh, uh, geared towards certain celebrities. All right. She ain't dealing with a ninja like me. So he's like, I didn't recognize her. Now, that doesn't mean after a certain period of time, relatively close to his matching with her and going out with her, that he didn't do a little research. I'm sure he did. But people are acting like he didn't know who she was, and nor did he care. That's not true. But we're going to break it down as to why even a Simone Biles will never be as big as a Jonathan Owens. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it, and then we're going to hurt some feelings today. But look, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the Notorious CGA. On the Cash App, Bimmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that be pinned to the top of the live chat. On the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, and you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. And I do want to let it be known that despite what you think, the calendar says Tuesday, so it is Tuesday Night Gordita. All right, and there we go right here. We're going to play one of my favorite clips right here of one of our favorite tortas and gordas right here. Let's go ahead and see what she's doing. Oh, yeah. Just how I like them. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, she a good looking one too, man. I like it. Look at all that food pop print. Hey, man, she be a good one to come over. Boy, that hairy monster. Oh, oh, look at that. This about to be a mess. Oh, man. I'm surprised. I'm surprised she didn't get an ACL, but them toddies. Do you see them toddies? All right, that's what y'all be like. Oh, she got some big ass titties. Them titties going to be sloppy and heavy too. And heavy, but this is what y'all ninjas like. I know what you like. You be like, give it to me, coach. Let me at her. You be like, let me at her. Look at all that sloppy jalopy. Yes, indeed. More to look at all these ninjas out here. Niggas always gotta show they look, they trained off. Pookie's trained off. Huh? Oh, they hugging up all under the bra fat. Now, you know, when you hug up, hugging up on the bra fat, you love you's a big one. All right. And that's what she doing after the show with me. Yes, indeed. Come on, I'll take it. Yeah, all them tiger stripes on the belly. Yes, all that soggy woggy. Yeah, let me have her. Let me at her. Yes, indeed. Uh-huh. Look at these ninjas fighting over all of that meat. Yes, indeed. Look at that, Chariso. All right, Chariso going into the, uh, yes, you know what I mean right there. Yes, indeed. Fat, oh, man, ninjas love them a fat woman. I'm going to tell you that. Coach, she ain't fat. Coach, at least she in the gym. <laughs> Y'all hate right, ninjas always try to. Coach, that ain't fat. Skinniest ninjas be loving the fat women. I'm t- I don't think it's love. I just think you like soft women. You know what I mean? But anyway, let me get to the earlier contributors to today's show. Hit the like button on this stream. And yes, you will have to put up with a little bit of hacking cough, a little bit of a rupture voice and all of that stuff. All right, it's going to be a mess. All right, shout out to Mr. Oh, no, shout out to Daniel McGee says no dead weight leverage and options only free agent lifestyle for life. Indeed. Albert Wesker says black women are mad. Simone ain't getting that taste with attention. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's well, 
I'm going to say my thoughts about the attractiveness of one Simone Bile. Because that is, since, since we're talking about it, since we're talking about it, I don't want to hear shit about what ninjas really think about her. We gonna prop. I'm a prop. I'm a properly evaluate her. Ninjas like, well, oh man, y'all acting like she fine. I mean, she ain't ugly. All right, but listen, we gonna talk about that, <laughs> All right? And and she is actually in her feminine. I will say this: she actually does come across as a feminine woman, which is actually counter. Uh, to what these women, these mad, angry-ass, bitter women are out here shouting. Why are they so bitter out here? Why are these women? JC says, did P. Diddy really clap? I don't care about these uh, pooter intruder-ass ninjas. You, I mean, listen, man, I don't know why people are even covering this, man. Y'all always trying to get me to talk about some fudge-packing-ass shit. I don't care about banana in a tailpipe, pooter intruder-ass ninjas. I don't care about, I don't even know why people want me to talk about this shit. All right. I don't care about who clap. If them ninjas want to stuff sausage in pooters, ninja, it is none of my business. That shit ain't none of my business. Ninja. Now, if they want to get up there and be preachers, that's the conversation. I ain't going to be talking about that shit every week. Y'all ninjas, man. Why y'all care? Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Why y'all care about these pooter intruders? <laughs> All right. Good Lord. If they want to poot in truth, let them poot in truth. I ain't, I ain't in it. I ain't in it. Damn. These ninjas weird. <laughs> anyway, JC, I see you, brother, but I'm just telling you, man. I don't give a shit about none of that shit. All right, I ain't, and I ain't going to make that the topic of my show. You ain't never going to see pooter intruder, poot, poot, pooty pity, pooty deep. <laughs> Y'all really be that. I don't give a shit about none of that shit. Don't bring that shit over me. That's all I say. Don't bring it over here. All right. I ain't worried about it. All right. And these pastors, y'all, y'all surprised? Are y'all surprised? The church been infected by pooter intruders. All right. They been infected and infested. They done took over the whole show. All right. I ain't care about none of that. All right. Shout out to me. <laughs> hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. All right, anyway, Martin says, not my girl, coach. These simps are your fault. Free agent lifestyle for life. All right, Rhode Island Street Preaching Ministry says, I can't wait for your other book, coach. He says, I love all three of them, especially De-Evolution, because it explains the marriage will in detail, LOL. Shout out to my preacher brother right there. Do you care about Pooter Intruder as TDJs? All right, you don't care. Shout out to you. Thank you, man. Book coming in 2024. Mr. Albert says, I can't believe the Raiders won. The streak is broken. All right. Are you mad? Looks like you're an Eagles fan. J Flo, I asked wifey for a little stank for Cheesemas, but she gave me money instead. My plan worked. All right. You got money out of it. Shout out to you right there. I got money. Maurice Anderson says, Coach, did you hear boxer Javante, Javante Davis on his old uh, Baltimore City block? The next day, the people burnt it down. I did hear the story, man. I don't know, man. I, I'm going to have to wait for it. Was it an insurance scam? What's going on here? You think uh, they bombed it like Tulsa, Oklahoma? What happened here? What happened here? I don't know. I haven't investigated the story. Shout out to Monte says BWs prove every day how they ain't poop. <laughs> All right. They ain't poop. That's according to him. I really don't be caring about this black woman, black man shit. I just call it what it is and walk the hell up out of there. All right, shout out to our brother Steliano says, thanks, CGA. Did you ever cover the KFC wedding? 
that KFC wedding. I don't know what that is. It's been a quite of the last couple of days. I haven't been able to keep up. Fixes a buy and says, what's up, coach? Always happy to see you in the building. We back. Shout out to Lawrence of Arabia. Says Merry Christmas or Christmas, coach. Been listening to you since 2022. Thanks for all that you do for the brotherhood and the coach gang. And he says, MGTOW. We got Paul says the return of investment for filing a child support case is usually over three years for her to file. With the end so close is financial self-destruction for her. Delulu is the Salulu. Uh, this is true. Uh, there's not much meat there uh, and the money's already spent. So I don't know what's going to happen. There's not going to be a, there's not going to be, it's kind of like anytime you give uh, money to women, don't expect her to do anything good with it. So she going to blow. It's already spent. So the lawyer spending a portion of it, <laughs> right? And the, by the time she get it in her hands, it's already gone. Shout out to Gone with John says, Merry Christmas to the coach. Merry Christmas to all. Hope you guys all recovered. Go see Gone with John's YouTube channel if you're still making content. All right, I know how they be doing, y'all. All right, I cover Vin Diesel. I cover Vin Diesel. Shout out to Jahari. Last one says, Raider Nation, stand up. I was at the game talking that ish, coach. Shout out to you for standing up for the Raiders up in Kansas City, freezing with them snow cows. Did you see them inbred snow cows out in Kansas City? I was like, good Lord. Now, them Midwestern girls, I have a great affinity for Midwestern girls, you know, plain Janes. But they was out there snow cowing out there, boy. You know, they come all the way everywhere from these small towns in Missouri, all the way from Branson. They pile in to Arrowhead. They call it Gila Monster Stadium, whatever they call it today. All right, mass snow cows out in Kansas City. What is there to do in Kansas City? I mean, outside of the Chiefs game. You know, they come from all out of these places there. Them corn-fed snow cow inbreds out there, Kansas City, Missouri. All right, cow tipping. All right, defense. Hey, for the first time in history, the defense, other than the San Diego Supercharger game, defense been on point. That's what we've been waiting for, defense. All right, with that being said, let's get into the show. We're going to start with a little doom and gloom CGA. Let's go. My man said, eat barbecue. That's what you do in Kansas City. Kansas City, stand up, all right? Uh, Kansas City, I'm on the list. All right, Doom and Gloom CGA, we're going to cover a couple stories that's going to tell you where things are going. Or it says right here, Gen Z are so annoyed that they can't get into the housing market that they're doom spending on nice things that make them feel like grownups. Oh, my goodness, the Gen Z is gone. Gen Z, man, I don't know what we're going to do with these mother suckers. These people want to be rich and millionaires by 23. You know what I mean? Doing nothing. Hardly doing a damn thing. All right. Wiggling on Instagram, being funneled over to your OnlyFans. That's the girls, the guys. I don't know what the hell y'all doing. Y'all out here trying to do no work ass ninja. But doom spending, I'm not the only doom and gloomer out here. They said, they said that because they can't get in the hard housing market, and just to tell you, man, the housing market's been effed up for a long time. I've been telling y'all for a long time. You know, they've been doing, well, buying a house is better than renting, not shit. Where? 
-hmm. Not in most places, maybe in Kansas City. All right, but now we're at a point of no return because the housing market is never going to come back the way it, it is because you have investors, you have wholesalers. And then not only that, you have new, 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 new you have all of these big corporations, BlackRock and uh, Amazon and, uh, you know, your boy, your boy, uh, Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates. They're, they're just going to buy up all the properties. All right. Even Zillow tried to get into this. And I warned you. So it's not like your old days, like the boomers got into it. Housing was relatively low. They, they got pushed it on all of these suburbs that nobody wanted to live. Now that they have infrastructures and highways, these suburbs are no longer suburbs. Right. It's just that you live down 30 minutes into the valley. It's not really a suburb anymore. It's just where people live. Now, there's no hidden gems. There's no secret. There's no thing building around these houses and schools and universities. Now it's just another city. So the secret's up. The jig is up. Unless you want to go out and move way out two hours in the middle of the desert where you can get a house that's $21,000 or $210,000 and then hopefully it's worth a million dollars later on when people get pushed, pushed, pushed back out. Maybe you can do that. Maybe you can... Uh, maybe you can buy up the downtown areas, what's left of it. And then hopefully in 20, 30 years, make a return in your investment. But man, listen, so, so you're, you're saying Gen Z, what you're saying is you're just going to spend all your money up now to make yourself feel good and not get into an any long-term investments, man. These ninjas, these generation Z. Gen Z, good luck. Good luck. Well, I got two Gen Zers as children, so, you know, I got to guide them. And if one of them or two of them become misguided and undecided, then I'm moving out of the country. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's get into the next one right here. The World Economic Forum. Oh, new, Jesus. New, 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 new world order. The World Economic Forum, Forum predicts that 44% of all human skills will be replicated by AI in five years. Uh, this is a doom and gloom report right here, too. Tyler Durden tends to be more doom and gloomer. Uh, but he reports things that the normies aren't paying attention to. And in this one specifically, he's talking about the globalists, which are the World Economic Forum, new, if you new, didn't new, know. Eat bugs. Well, this is not too far off. I would say that this is true. Now, does this mean it's over for the humanity? Well, for the losers, the normies, the knuckle draggers, the oxygen thieves. All right. All of these people. Yes, it's going to be over for you. It's going to be a wrap. All right, because you aren't going to be ready. But for the people who are going to be ready for this, you'll be able to capitalize and be on the head part of head start of it. But you got to start now. You got to look for these opportunities now. You got to not go to college and invest in, in, in a field that is going to replace you right now. All right. But there are some people that are going to be left behind in this one. But that's unlike that's not unlike any other technologies that are out there. It's what it is. But we tell you to get on your grind about this 100 percent. But if you're looking for a strategy, a bailout, uh, I don't know what it is. It's not going to be in the form of just transferring money from one area to the other. All right, let's get into this one right here. Uh, this is a story I think I covered before, but um, it's been updated. I'm assuming this guy had went viral before about a car battery. And I want to say I covered this before, but I, I try not to cover things twice. All right, but sometimes I can, but some people are going to be bad. It is what it is. A Tesla owner locked out of his car until he pays $26,000 for new battery. All right, so uh, yeah, there you go right now. Get into the battery finance business. The battery finance business. That's going to be mad money. Uh, let's go ahead and play the video. That might be an advert here. Oh, oh hey, hell no. let's go somewhere fun with AAA. Oh, hell no. Let's go for a night they on did. the town. I can't no even. Let's what go the for hell? a weekend away. Okay, <laughs> let's bring the kids. But they first, did me dirty. Let's get this fixed. <laughs> Triple A. Oh, no. to go. That's fucked up. 
All right, I can't even turn the volume down, punk-ass motherfuckers. I can't even turn the volume down. All right, anyway, here we go. Uh, let's play the video right here, and this is something that I warned about that a lot of people will find out about for sure. Here we so go. I got an update on my piece of trash of a Tesla. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm trying to sell the car because the battery completely died. Uh, we're talking about the main battery that powers the car. This is the car right here. It's completely dead. Uh, I'm actually going to open up the garage to show you guys something in a second. But anyways, I can't sell the car because the ownership papers are in the car and I have no way of accessing it. And so, you know, people are saying, you know, dismantle the front, you know, uh, your car, uh, you can do it, you know, watch some YouTube. I don't have time for that. Like in order to do it, you have to dismantle the wheel well in the front or maybe, you know, dismantle the cone, then reassemble it. Like I don't have time for that. 30 bucks, I went uh, to the uh, the equivalent of the DMV in the States, it's called uh, Service Ontario, got the ownership papers, cost me whatever, 30 bucks, but it's cheaper than calling a tow truck, cheaper than spending my time dismantling this piece of trash that won't even turn on. I'm going to show you guys something now. Now, let me just say this, I've, I've done a video on this guy before, I've done a doom and gloom segment on him before, let me just paraphrase that, he's had this issue before, and uh, the reality is his car is an old Tesla. So he, I think he said it's a 2014. So that's a 10-year-old Tesla. I, I didn't even realize they were around that long. So he's having an issue with an older vehicle. But what he's talking about is I spent 100 plus grand on a vehicle 10 years ago that now 10 years later, it needs a battery, but blah, blah, blah. So now a lot of people who are defenders of the uh, electrical vehicle, shout out to my EV defenders, my EV simps. You're not having this problem yet, right? So you bought your car in 2020, 2021, 2023, maybe 2018. And I've been saying that this problem will not manifest until eight, 10 years down the line. All right. So this is one of the issues that you're probably going to face with an older vehicle. The other vehicle that I covered that did this was also an older vehicle. It was bought, uh, it had two previous owners, then he bought it for cheap. Then it was like a 2014, 2015, and then he hit this issue. So going down the line, if your vehicle's 2020, you're not gonna experience this until 2028, 2030. Then you're gonna fail at figure out if it's real or fake. You're gonna feel out, figure out then because now you're now dealing with the situation. So anyway, um, you know, Canada, there's location, related to this, whatever his issues are related to this and so forth and so on. But I think this is going to, listen, a lot of people don't think this is going to be an issue. This is going to be an issue for a lot of people. All right. There's already, people are already saying that the low end is going to be $5,000. All right. I'm telling you right now, a lot of people are going to be effed up when it comes to this issue. If they have this issue, you're not going to be able to afford it. So anyway, um, and look it up. It's 2014. Did they have Teslas in 2014? Let me see something. All right, I guess they did have Teslas in 2014, just looking it up. Uh, 2015, yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. I know somebody that had a Tesla um, Model S in about 2015. So, yeah, that could be that could be, that could be something that you might have to deal with. Uh, so, save your ducats. Save your ducats. And last doom and gloom right here, last one. All right, uh, last one here. We have the, uh, this is being revealed. This is not new news but uh it is what it is the poorest 10 percent of americans buy 80 percent of the lottery tickets oh man damn that's a little doom and gloom all right that is a little bit sad to hear that people are looking for their savior to be the lottery and unfortunately a lot of the money being poured into the lottery is from poor people 
and it normally doesn't go to a poor person. It normally goes to a middle-class person. And uh, it's sad that that's what people's mindsets are. Listen, everybody can't have a proper mindset out here in order to overcome overcome what needs to be overcome, right? You need to overcome a lot of things. Most of the time, they're the people who are close to you, your location, right? The people who you allow to be um, influenced by. And um, most of the time, it comes from poor planning, not being able to realize how to structure families and marry good and take care of your family and proper things. You know, people are doing two and three jobs. Eventually, you're going to burn out. You're not going to be able to do it. So money is not your savior. Savior. It's not your savior. Um, it is the the practical application of good discipline and principles and keeping yourself in your social circle and uh, your identity um, in a way that actually is suitable for you in a capitalistic society. We'll talk about that later. Yes, we're in a capitalistic society. The people, it don't matter what society we're going to be in. The top is still going to be the people at the top. All right. What I find is that the middle class people are the ones that are hurt uh, the most by capitalism because you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So I can see where they would have a problem. But the poor seems to be doing very well. But what they want to do is erode the people and get the middle class people to give up so that they can join the poor people and we get the same down the line. And I refuse. I'm going to have to climb uphill and not succumb to being um, in this identity because I don't want what the poor people have. I'm a little bit better than that. And I think I have the ability to become what the wealthy have. All right, but I know it's not going to be done through the lottery system. Sad to report that, but that's doom and gloom CGA for today. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, man. Feliz Navidad. Shout out to MC Hamster. Says Feliz Navidad, coach. He says, shout out to all the... Con Coqueta, Coquita, Coqueta. How do you pronounce that? Coqueta Boricas. Shout out to the Coqueta Boricuas. All right, I don't know what to say, but that sounds like the nice, pretty Puerto Ricans. Yeah, shout out to them. The pretty Puerto Ricans. Ah, yes. I know Coquette or Coquette is a flirt. Flirtatious, playful, uh, girlish. I'm not sure in Spanish. Is it coqueta? Mm, mm, it sounds good to me. Coqueta Puerto Ricans. Oh, my goodness. Where them ladies at? I need me a butter pecan Puerto Rican in my life. Coqueta. Coqueta. Coqueta Puerto Ricans. Boricuas. I need me a Puerto Rican. I mean, I need me a solid. Uh, I need me a solid ass Puerto Rican like a Lisa Lisa and Colt Jam Puerto Rican. I need me a Puerto Rican like that. Any Puerto Rican girls out here? Where they at? Mm, mm. You know I like them, man. Where the Puerto Rican girls? Where the, where the Puerto Rican girls like that? Damn. What's a Rosie Perez Puerto Rican? <laughs> Jenny from the block Puerto Ricans. Man. You know what I mean? With the lips and all that? Where them Puerto Ricans at? All right. Anyway. Yeah, I'm starving. I'm starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. I need, like, them, them dirty Jenny from the block as the Bronx-ass Puerto Ricans. You know, them Puerto Ricans that been getting throttled by Rodimez since they was 14 and shit. Since they was in middle school getting throttled by the ninjas Rodimez and them around the block. And now she 28 and ran through, all right? Trying. <laughs> and she pull up like... <laughs> 
Okay, Daddy. All right, yeah. Where Lisa Lisa at? Pull up. Y'all young niggas don't know about Lisa Lisa, man. Lisa Lisa. All right, where Lisa Lisa Puerto Rican at? Let me get a young picture of Lisa Lisa. That's who I want. Give me, give me one of them. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if I take you home, would I still be in love, baby? Because I need you tonight. Yeah, one of these Puerto Ricans. Yeah, like give me her. Mm, mm. Yeah, man, I grew up looking these Puerto Ricans there. Oh, they gonna stab me? Oh, yeah, they'll stab me. Now I got to cut you. <laughs> he said my leftovers. Yeah, your leftovers. The Washington Heights Puerto Ricans like this right here with the hair over the eye at Puerto Rican. Where they at? All right, let me at her. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right, let me at her. <laughs> they had the bodega with Poppy. They chilling with Bodega Poppy out here. All right, anyway, I'm not trying to lose my life over no woman. <laughs> she gonna she gonna stab me. Now I got to cut they you. crazy too, man. They crazy. All right, man. They will stab me, brother. All right, anyway, where we at? All right, no, no Cardi B. I don't want no Cardi B. Nah, not not no modern Puerto Ricans. They they can stay home. It's Cardi B Puerto Rican. I don't want none. I don't want one. He said, come to Newark. I'm going to take one, and I'm going to lift her up. I'm going to take one out of the hood. All right, come on out of the hood. You want to come out of the hood? She's like, yes, Poppy. See, Poppy. I was like, leave your family behind. Leave the bodega Poppy behind. Leave all your brothers and cousins and primos behind. All right, your primos and primas, Tia and Tia, come over here. All right, now I'm going to make a life for you. No, nah, she going to stab me. She still going to stab me. Now I got to cut you. She still going to stab me. All right. <laughs> right anyway cardi b dominican all right yeah man i was gonna make a best i was gonna make a good life but you can't take the hood out of the now I got to cut you me. can't take the hood out of them they still hood <laughs> all right okay can i get one that's not so hood i knew these two puerto rican girls they were some hood rats but they was fine as hell though they was fine i was like mm, mm, hood rat <laughs> right they was hood rats all right, anyway, man, look, let's get back to the show. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's go. Like, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Ride. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's see what we got to report today from the hood. All right, this is what we all the way from the hood. One chocolate ninja up to no good. Let's go to the hood here. Apparently, this is a woman here. Man, you guys are down bad. I got a girlfriend, coach. Well, this lady right here. This lady is going to find out if her man is cheating on her. And what she's going to do is dump out all of the trash onto the floor to see if she can find a used condom. Oh, my goodness. Here we go right here. Tell me now. The condoms in here. Bro. You need to let me know before I had to make all this Bro, mess. there is no condoms in there. What are you talking about? Tell me the truth. She literally said, if I look at this trash can, she bet her life on it. They ain't here. You, man, you is crazy. What is your problem? Bro, if I find a truck, start packing it, bro. If I find some oh, in here, I swear to God. Let's stop it right here. Let's let's provide some, let's provide some context. Look at this bald-headed scallywag that he got for a girlfriend. I mean, why even, man? Why even? Did you see her snatch her wig off? Like, this is who, and she's wondering if her man's cheating on her. Take a look at what I'm seeing. And why is there a, a, a washer? Looks like there's a washer in the living room. They must live on the East Coast. There's a washer 
a front-loading washer in the in the living room. All right, I mean, we down bad. We down bad already. Here we go, bro. You what? What is wrong with you? You is crazy. There's no condoms in there. Oh no! Don't dump it. Oh, well, you dumping all this trash out? Why is you doing all that? Bro, that don't even make no sense. You look at her, and then she cussing at him. Shut the f up. Look at her, just crazy. Oh, look at her. She yeah, she cuckoo. She willing to go. Oh my goodness! So that's probably his stepdaughter, and this is what happens when you move into a woman's domicile. Never move into a woman's house, all right? Because now she said, "I'm gonna throw you out if I find the condom here." First of all, how is it that he has access to your house and is screwing women? And this is all a mess. But this is what happens when you have low, no leverage in a relationship. You have to deal with shit like this. Look at that. Look at she tossed that wig off, man. Y'all down bad out here. This is a down bad. This is what happens when you come in secondary to women. We're going to talk about this in the Sabone Miles uh, uh, video here. All right, we have another woman here. Uh, these women, uh, this is what happens when these women be out here. Uh, as I tell you, they in the spectrum. They be out here in these streets. In these streets. And you're like, oh, the girl. You, you think women got time on their hands. They ain't going to get their punani stroked. They're not going to make somebody come over there and feel good. You never see women out here doing this crazy shit. They're like, they're like kittens. Meow. You see the cat? It's just licking it. It's just licking their fur, grooming themselves. All right, chilling, sitting up under the couch with their paw over their paw. I'm not doing anything. But then when the night goes down, alley cat. Meow. Well, in this situation, this is an example of how women creep, 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 creep. They creep around. And this woman's going to bring some punani right to someone's doorstep. Unfortunately, it's the wrong doorstep. Let's play it. Hello? It's Megan. Megan who? The one with all the awesome stuff for you. What kind of stuff? <laughs> Coffee, pussy, and juice? And cigarettes? Next door, honey. Oh. Next door. Next door. <laughs> oh, how? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so uh, you think you think these women, you know, here's the thing, guys. Here's my teaching for the day. You think these women ain't getting a punani stroke. I don't care how ugly the woman is. She getting banged. Somebody banging her. I don't care how fat she is, how toothless she is. I don't care how ugly she is you think she is. I don't care if you think she a bald head scallywag. I don't care if you think she obese. I don't care. But what happens is you encounter them and you're like, what's wrong? <laughs> Why do you think you can expect the best of the best? Well, the 80-20 rule says 80% of the women are getting banged by 20% of the man. Now, that is a theory. That's just an overwhelming, that's a Pareto principle, and that applies to just not just women in dating. That applies to a number of diff different things. 20% of the people are producing 80% of the revenue that pays 80% of the people, right? At real estate agents, 20% of the real estate agents are selling to 80% of the people, all right? It doesn't matter. So this old coffee breath, cigarette breath ass woman has a salami appointment with her sneaky link, but she shows up to the wrong door. She ready to give him that poom poom. Hello? It's Megan. Look at Megan. Look at Megan. She can't even dry her eyebrows on straight. She about to go get her punani stroked. 
Stroat. Megan who? The one with all the awesome stuff for you. What kind of stuff? <laughs> Coffee, pussy, and juice. <laughs> oh, just, just look at her. That's what you bringing? Coffee, punani, and juice. And cigarettes. Oh, my goodness. I bet you a ninja stroking the hell out of that. And the funny thing is, I know people don't believe this. You know who getting the best strokes out here? Women that are five, fours, fives, and sixes. Really fours and fives. They getting that best stroke. Because what happens is they bring it out here. They like, you can do whatever to my body. Ninja be stroking the hell out of them. Now, the women out here, that's eight, nine, all right, ten. They ain't getting the best stroke. All right, because they are trying to leverage their stroke. All right, they trying to sell their stroke. All right, it's always sounding some shit out here. But the girls that's four or five, be like, do whatever. They just lay down right on here. <laughs> you getting that straggle round stroke where she just lay there leaking on the bed. Wait for you to get your second round. All right, get right up in there. Get your second round. You just stroking the shit out of just stroking. Knee deep. All right, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy, man. But y'all be knocking these crazy bras up. She said, I came with the punani, the coffee, and the juice. Mm. And the cigarettes. Cigarettes? Next door, honey. Next door. Uh, she said, he said, baby, that's Pookie over there. I bet you, you, you talking about Tyrone. Because he looking at through his window hole, his little ring cam. He like, nah, that ain't my stroking. <laughs> that ain't my stroking. That's Tyrone. I know for sure. But Shiggity Tyrone is next dough. <laughs> was like, that ain't mine. And she came over there leaking in the middle of the winter. Look, look, in the middle of the winter, snowstorm, polar vortex, she delivering Punani. All right, it's crazy. With the juices. With the juices. Let's go to the next story right here. We got uh, Shrag on Snickle Theater goes on here. What are we doing here? It's not loading up. Oh, this guy's <laughs> This guy teaches his kids. How he was born. All right. This is a sad story for you guys. When your kids ask the really tough questions. Here we go. Kid, I was still in there. You, was in, you came for my balls, man. Oh, hold on. Let me get this straight. You push, um, you push me out of your balls and put me inside my mama? Yes. How did you do it? <laughs> you, put it you put me through her mouth? No. <laughs> How'd you put me inside? How'd you put me inside? <laughs> oh man, yeah, man. Kids say the darndest things. Yeah, kids say the darndest things. Uh, this is gonna be tough for the son to understand. Yes, uh, I gave her that baby. I gave your mama you. All right, the women think they own the baby. The spark of life came from good old CGA. So I gave you that baby. All right, so you don't own that baby. But of course, the baby wants to know. How did you get, how did he come out of her, the daddy's balls and get inside of the mammy? Oh, man, this is true. This is crazy. How did, did you put it in her mouth? I did put it in your mama's mouth, but that wasn't you. That was your brothers that didn't make it. <laughs> All right, here we go. So when you was a kid, I was still in there? You, was in, you came for my balls, man. <laughs> Oh, hold on. Let me get this straight. You push, um, you push me out of your balls and put me inside my mama. Yes. How did you do it? <laughs> you put it. You put me through her mouth. Oh, no, <laughs> no, man. 
Jesus. Oh, the humanity. Yeah, man. I did. He did put them through his mouth, but you didn't. Yeah, you was going up the. Jesus. It's hard to explain the kids. It's hard to explain the kids. All right, he's going to be out there doing projects. All right, uh, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's uh, throw back to Nancy Reagan. Rest in peace. And Mr. T, I was alive during this time. Mr. T was a big cultural icon, actor. All right, and he was a rapper, too, and a wrestler. All right, and, uh, yes, he acted in Rocky. So it says this time, that time that Nancy Reagan sat on Mr. T's lap in 1983. Let's play the video. Right now, who's next? Now I come all the way to the White House and nobody want to come. Nobody want to come to, uh, uh, yeah. All right. That's right. Oh, the, uh, them, uh, oh. them guys, them beat guys, them Tom Selleck and Burt Reynolds and all them guys eat their heart out. Yeah, Mr. Oh. T is here. Nancy. Right, with the first family. Not them, you see. That's right. Now, no. mm-hmm, you make sure you tell them, because I know y'all will, because y'all are press. That's y'all, that's y'all job to gossip. <laughs> no. All right. Oh no. Oh wow. Oh. No, they don't start some scandals. No. Uh-huh. Yeah, we like I like scandals, you know, yeah. We gotta give you press something to write about, you know. Oh. All right. Oh, All right. Flat back. Thank you, Ms. Reagan. Wow. She oh. kissed me. Yeah. Wow. It's like that commercial. She kissed me and nothing seems the same. Yeah, nothing see this. this. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What you going to do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! Oh man! Oh, that did just start shuffling when she sat on his lap. She was like, he was like, that was unplanned. He thought the Secret Service was about to come after his ass. First of all, he went to put them hands on them flatbacks. Mr. T started shuffling and stuttering. Watch the- yeah, that brother's starving. All right, Nancy Reagan, man, she acted out of pocket, man. Get, hey. Hey, hey, Ronald, go get your bra. All right. He got hard for Nancy Reagan. This ninja was like, Yeah, that brother's starving. Watch him start uh watch him start stuttering when Nancy Reagan, don't you know, Ninja, this will get you shot. Nancy Reagan sits on by the way, for the young people, this is the president's wife. I know people don't know. This is the then president Ronald Reagan's wife. All right, so yeah, this ninja starts shuffling right here. Right now, who's next? Now I come all the way to the White House and nobody want to come. Nobody want to come to, uh, uh, yeah. All right. That's oh. right. All oh, them, look. Yeah, this ninja, uh, 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 yeah, he's out. Uh, 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 and listen, if Nancy Reagan would have sat on my lap, I would have known something was up. Yeah, he couldn't even talk, but she did. Beat guys, them Tom Selleck and Burt Reynolds and all them. And look, he barely putting his hand on her. He barely putting his hand trying to hold up uh, Nancy Reagan with the flatbacks. This is how white girls used to be built back in the day. <laughs> all right, that's how they used to be built. Yeah, he's up, the, up, the, up. Uh, Ron was like, "Hey, <laughs> oh man!" And she gave him a kiss. He was like, "Lady, do you realize they used to lynch us for shit like this?" Emmett got eat their heart out. Yeah, Mr. T is here, right with the first family, not them. You see, that's right. Now, mm-hmm. you make sure you tell them because I know y'all will. Y'all the press. That's y'all. That's y'all job to gossip. <laughs> Nancy Reagan looking like she want to put that to wrap you in my warm embrace. <laughs> no, 
Oh, oh man, look at this ninja face. He like, man, oh my lord. <laughs> Nancy Reagan. Oh wow. No, that'll start some scandals. <laughs> yes, it will. And Nancy Reagan got what's her teeth going? <laughs> Nancy Reagan showing teeth. Oh my goodness, man. Watch out. Your ass will get torn up. <laughs> hey, don't listen to that too short song either about ask your wife Nancy Reagan. I know she'll spit that game. All right, uh, Straggle Sniggle Theater goes on. Speaking of the South here, Abba Dabba Dabba. This is, this is uh, according to a media source, um, Alabama offensive lineman. He goes by the name of Elijah Pritchett. Pritchett? He was arrested and charged with knowingly spreading an STD. This ninja. Okay. Tuscaloosa Police Department arrested 19-year-old Alabama offensive tackle Elijah Pritchett on Wednesday. Uh, wait, is that was that on? Okay, what day was that? Okay, that was a couple of days ago, right before Christmas. Pritchett faces charges of knowingly transmitting a STD, as confirmed by the Tuscaloosa Police Department, according to the spokesman Stephanie Taylor. And it says the redshirt freshman was released on $500 bond. A report filed on December 13th prompted a warrant under Alabama Code Section 2211A21, a person afflicted with the STD who shall knowingly transmit or assume the risk of transmitting or do any act that will probably or likely transmit such a disease to another person. Yes, you're going to jail. The charges against Pritchett in Alabama is a Class C misdemeanor carrying the potential for a three-month jail sentence and up to $500 fine upon conviction. That's all? That's all? All right. Um, yeah, somebody says here potentially he might have had HIV. I mean, uh, you know, we don't know what he had. They didn't report it, maybe because of HIPAA reasons. They didn't report what STD. But um, I'm assuming that uh, this probably won't let him play in the national championship tournament that is coming up here this weekend. But uh, you got to get your checks, man. Can't be running around spreading herp dirt and shit like that. Go get checked up, man. Go get checked up. And why is this ninja clapping all these cheeks? He must have knocked. He must have gave a white girl some. He must have gave a white girl some. All right. And so that's what had happened was they turned that ninja in. He was so big. He was so black. All right. That's probably what he did where he's offensive lineman. He's probably six foot four, at least six five. And this ninja out here in Tuscaloosa spreading the herp derp, allegedly, 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 you guys got to watch out out here. These so about a month ago, these pookies going crazy. All right. Last story here. So about a month ago, you already heard this uh, skit is about a woman who tells his, her boyfriend to give up his car that doesn't work. But she says, if something's not working, you got to give it up. All right. We got to talk about it right here. If something's not working. You got to give it up. All right, here we go. My wife asked me to get rid of my BMW because it doesn't work. And I told her I got rid of it. But I actually had my buddy bring it to the mechanic to get it fixed. Today's the day that she finds out. You ready for your surprise? I guess. What the f***? I thought you got rid of it. Oh, I, I, actually, I took it to the mechanic. So it works now? They didn't have the parts to fix it, so I had to bring it back. Kayla, do not be mad at me. Stop recording me. 
We need to set new ground rules. If something doesn't work or if it's not being used, we need to get rid of it. We're not hoarders. It doesn't need to be in the house and it doesn't need to be in the garage. Oh. So when something doesn't work, get rid of it. Oh. Okay? Does that make sense? Yeah. My wife was right and I had to respect her rules. This was this was a tough one. This but I I had to. I had I had to say goodbye. Oh no, man. Not not the flat back. And her dogs, and her dogs. All right. Hey, man, she set it up. She said if something doesn't work, you got to get rid of it. I'm just I'm just saying, uh, Miss Flatback Supreme here got it. All right. So, yeah, you know, he made the best decision. And by the way, she asked for it. She asked for it. You know what I mean? Listen, it is what it is. By the way, did you see they blurred her feet out? Did you see they blow, blurred her feet out? All right. I wanted to see her feet. I wanted to see her feet. But somebody, you know, another man's trash is a, one man's trash is another man's treasure. I'm pretty sure somebody will like to have her. And she sounds like a miserable individual here. You know what I mean? I think he made the right decision here based on what she, yeah, based on what she said. Yeah. And a lot of guys won't make this decision. You won't make this decision at all. I think he made the best possible decision he could come up with here. Um, and, listen, and she agrees. She has to agree. He had to do what he had to do. Like, you got to go. All right, let's play the skit one more time uh, so we can see it there. Let's see here. So about a month ago, my wife asked me to get rid of my BMW because it doesn't work. And I told her I got rid of it. But I actually had my buddy bring it to the mechanic to get it fixed. Uh, in your marriages, uh, this happens a lot. Wives always want you to get rid of your shit. All right, they get rid of your shit. Get rid of your boat. Get rid of your truck. Get rid of your motorcycle. Get rid of your car. Get rid of this. There's value in these things. They don't see it. Today's the day that she finds out. You ready for your surprise? Yes. All right. And there we go. Average every day. Master splinter. You know, she's, you know, it is what it is. Yep. She got a nice body. She definitely foldable and whatnot. I mean, slimmy. You know, she got the pancakes, the flatbacks. Um, I want you to notice how he's hemming and hawing around her. This is the typical henpecked husband. The henpecked young husband. What the f***? I thought you got rid of it. Oh, I, I actually I took it to the mechanic. So it works now. Uh, yeah, these guys out here. Uh, th these are the married men that they want you to be. These are the married men. So she is to be. And by the way, she's making no sense. It's his car. He gets to keep it. He can fix it. All right. It's, it's, it's what it is. It ain't, it ain't affecting you. All right. But of course, she's competing with it. And you're spending all that time on your thing. Right. And now he's got to be up, 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 up. Like, that's his mama. All right. That's his mama all of a sudden. They didn't have the parts to fix it. So I had to bring it back. Kayla, do not be mad at me. Stop recording me. Stop recording me. Yeah, me here. Okay, now that I stop recording, or she thoughts, I'm gonna get in. Now I'm gonna get you. We need to set new ground rules. If something doesn't work, or if it's not being used, we need to get rid of it. We're we need to get rid of it. We need to set new ground rules. We need to. Oh, and by the way, I call this the bait and switch. The bait and switch. As I always say, they change the rules in the middle of the game, and then if you don't comply, then they pull the ripcord, right? And they'll do this over a series of years. All right, new rule. And be like, nah, what new rule? All right. I had this car before we set the rule. 
You can't set the rule and then have it retroactively apply to my car. <laughs> okay. All right. But that's not how it works. The card already exists. We already agreed. And this is what it is. You can't change the rule and then go back two years. Well, the new rule says that this was in violation two years ago. All right. Nah, nah, that ain't it. We need to set new rules. And then she's going to hold her Punani hostage. You can't get any of this Punani. Nope. Stop recording me. We're not hoarders. It doesn't need to be in the house and it doesn't need to be in the garage. So when something doesn't work, get and there it is. rid of it. Do you see they got her feet blurred out? You see that? Why they blur her feet out? I want to see them pink toes. Man, we need to be here. Yeah, this is talking like a child. Talking down to them. And so when she realized that she wasn't being recorded, she started thinking, if something doesn't work. See, this is what a lot of marriages are. A lot of marriages are this. Don't, don't let them fool you guys where they want to berate you and act like your mama. You ain't my mama. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay, does that make sense? I'm not your child. I'm not your child. Yeah. My wife was right, and I had to respect her rules. This was this was a tough one. This, but I I had to. I had I had to say goodbye. So yeah, get out, get out. All right, get out. Hey man, I, as I tell you, you guys got to start dumping these women, man. Got to start dumping these women. All right, how much uh, do we got here? That's gonna be it for Straggle and Sniggle Theater. I see. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? She did have her feet out. I wanted to see that. All right, let me get to AD contributions for today's show. Appreciate y'all. Hit the like button. Coming up next, how many people do we have in here? We don't have 2,000, so no main event. But hit me to a thousand likes. Get me to a thousand likes. We're under 50%. But they want to hear this story. So coming up next, we're going to do Women Have No Game. Then we'll get to the main event. And then we have some stories after that. I'm feeling good so far. So far, I'm feeling good. All right, shout out to our brother, Robert J. Says, my girlfriend just jumped, dumped me, coach. Called the holiday breakup. Yes, he got dumped. Got dumped. Was it after Christmas? <laughs> Goodness. The holiday breakup. So what happens is she gets her Christmas gift. She was already planning her exit. Women don't dump you overnight. She was planning her exit, and she dumped you after Christmas gifts. Yes, she did. She got your ass. She got you. Wait, as we say right here. Gotcha, bitch. Gotcha. (laughs) All right, anyway, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, We got to hide somebody here. No, we don't do that here. All right, ninja got sniped. Ninja got sniped. You see that ninja try to come in here, man. No, we don't do that. Sniped. All right, anyway, where we at here? Macaroni Tony says, go get you some throat lozenges. Pause. And make a holly toddy. He says, my down down south folks know all about that. Holly toddy. Holly toddy. Shout out to y'all brothers down there. Ole Miss, holly toddy. Yeah, right there. Valentine's Day dump ski. Yeah, that's a big one. By the way, cup of season is over. Yeah, it's over. I mean, they already know they ain't going to get what they need, so they just, yeah, they just chilling. All right, what do we got here? Uh, Brown 310 says Raider Nation for life. <laughs> Raiders. Timon Jr. says, K on the coach, do you watch the Selena Gomez cooking show? Shout out to the snake game. I don't. I don't. I didn't know she had a cooking show. 
But I did see a photo of her mama, and I was like, ooh, Selena, you got some, ooh, you got, you got an uphill battle, Selena. Yeah, Selena Gomez is a, yeah, pretty, but she gonna be, let me see here, let me pull up Selena Gomez and her mama. Uh, they did a side-by-side, and I was like, oh, you gonna have to fight them genetics. <laughs> All right, where is it at here? Let me see here. You're going to have to fight them genetics. She look, okay, where is it at here? Okay, show me a current picture. I guess she's a, is she an actress? All right, she looked all right now, but I was like, she chunky, oh man, she a chunky gordita. All right, I can't even find her. All the pictures are old. Oh, I, I got a good picture right here. I think this is her mama. Is her mama white? Woo wee. All right, shout out to Selena on, it's Tuesday too. I would smash Gordita. Uh, I would smash that Selena Gomez. So her mama white, I didn't realize that. So she a half breed. She a half Mexican. Is she even Mexican? She from San Antonio. But, oh, this girl going to be a full old Gordita. All right. Her mama white. Oh, she uh, just a. Shout out to Selena. All right. I see her, man. I like Selena Gomez. She going to be chunky. Anyway. Yeah, she a plumper. She a blimper. She going to be a blimper. Has she had any children? She going to blow up like the Goodyear blimp. I still will beat it up. I want young Selena, though. Where's she at? <laughs> Where's she at? All right, then she has lupus. I know. She has lupus. Nah, ninja, she has genetics. Ninja, them genetics, is she ain't going to be able to fight this off, bro. She ain't be able to fight that off. It ain't because she got lupus, and God bless her. For having lupus and fighting. It ain't go- she's not gonna be chunky because she has lupus. She has genetics. All right, she's gonna have to overcome that. She's gonna have to overcome. She ain't beating that off. She already chunky. I take her a little bit chunky. Oh, she half Italian. All right, shout out to her, man. All right. Our daily ode to our Selena Gomez. Did I get any bro? Shout out to Lucifer. He says, shout out to Coach. He says, I would have had been. Let me see here. <laughs> I think he says I would have bent over Nancy Reagan over the Oval Office. Shout out to you. I'm not going to pronounce all of those sound effects that you got right there. You're going to bend over Nancy Reagan. I don't think she could have taken it, but Nancy been out there for a long time. So she been out here. I'm not going to say what she was out here, but <laughs> shout out to you, Matt Rawls. Out of it. Streets. Nancy Reagan been out here. All right, Loner Stoner, I tried the Juco and think it's lame. I hate paying for it. Loner Stoner is, I think, Shadow Hider. (laughs) All right, Shadow Hider has changed to Loner Stoner. Anyway. All right, anyway, he comes in with these things here. Uh, All men pay. Let's continue on with the show. We got 2,000 people here. What do we got right here? Women have no game. We got a couple of videos, and then we're going to get to the main event. We're going to start off on this woman here. Uh, our theory is this. Uh, men are the pursuers to the most part. Men are the open the door. As they say here, men, uh, women are access. They're the gatekeepers to sex. Men are the gatekeepers to relationships. Men pursue in a certain style. All right, that doesn't mean you go out and chase. We're going to show you a video of this. But in today's day and age, women want it both ways. They want to be equal and have equal access to things and want to have status over men. But they also want 
been to pursue them in a traditional manner. Oh, I'm a woman, so we shouldn't do these things. I think it's an oxymoron, but I also think women should not be in charge of pursuing men because they would pursue, um, there would be more men left off. All right, left off the plantation, as we see. But this woman is going to go up to a guy who, uh, who she perceives as somebody she can humiliate. So what she's going to do is not show the guy She's going to go up to the guy in somewhat of a scripted video thing, recording herself approaching a guy who she believes is going to give her what she wants by her simply being there. Let me go ahead and play the video. And as you can see, we got a gordita. And she's going to say, I'm just going to approach a guy. He's going to just buy me a drink. All right. In their world, this is how easy it should be. Let's go ahead and play the video. Okay, so there's this guy at the bar. He's really cute, and I think I'm gonna try to say hi. He's right there. Wish me luck. <laughs> oh, here we go. Is this you taken? No. Thanks. Have you had the holiday special? Huh? Uh, the holiday special, have you had that? It's really good, I've had it before. So are you here on business or pleasure? I'm here just trying to have a drink. Oh, no. All right. Uh, so there you go right there. He got out of there. <laughs> he got out of there. All right, but as you can see, we're dealing with a mastodon. We're dealing with a chunky. She a gordita, all right? She a gordita. Them big-ass gordita titties sitting up. They got them all poked out through that little thing right here. Them some saggy waggies. All right, but she thought that was going to be enough. I'm going to approach this guy. I think he's cute, according to her. And I'm going to go run some game. <laughs> all right, put my titties out there. And she got rejected. She got rejected. Right, like a lot of ninjas do right here. This is how you have to deal with it, ninja. Rejection is something else. So you went and shot your shot to the guy that you thought, oh, he's cute. Well, we have to shoot our shot on ugly broads. All right, based on the run game percentage, we shoot our shot at ugly broads. Broads that we think we given a chance to. All right, I'll give her a shot. And then we get rejected by regular broads. You got rejected by somebody who you thought, oh, okay, this would be a layup. And that a cold approach shit didn't work. You thought you was going to say, and by the way, he probably saw you were recording or thought something was up. And I should always tell you guys, I always think something's up when a woman approaches me like the hell you want. Cause it's just not natural for me. I didn't come from that era. All right. I know that woman wants something. All right. What, what do you want now? What you want? All right. So she tried to go that cold approach route and got sent back. Mm. Now the thing is, she wanted him to buy her. So she approaches and then he's supposed to just take the lead and buy her drinks. Oh, here's a drink here. Let me start buying you drinks when you came up just because you walked up. And he was like, bitch. Now, here's the thing. A lot of women don't understand that if you perceive, I don't know if they do or not. If you find that a guy is attractive just on status, just on looks, just on financials, like where are all the rich men 26 to 40? Well, when you go there, the well-off men 26 to 40 are oftentimes spoken for. They're either married, some of them are uh, uh, pooter intruders, and then some of those ninjas got plenty of options. So she's in a place where she's not. She's like, okay, I'm comfortable approaching him. He already got options. She might not perceive 
that he might have options. Oh, I'll do him a favor. And her chunky ass went over there uh, thinking that she was, oh, okay, uh, I deserve, I know my worth. And she went over there and got flat out rejected. Mm. Especially then, yeah, somebody, she might be thinking, he might be thinking like in the Jack Reacher episode. I mean, the Jack Reacher movie where the woman approaches her, him and he's like, how much? She was like, I'm not a hooker. He was like, well, then I really can't afford you. I can't afford you. You approaching me. I ain't trying to get no relationship. So, uh, yeah, that's what happened to her right there. And women don't have game like this. So, so uh, you come here often, <laughs> right? This is crazy. What a disgrace. Hit that like button. Give me to 1,000 likes. All right, 1,000 likes. Let's go to the next video right here. Oh, this woman right here. So let me go ahead and refresh the screen. This is an update, and I'm not making fun of her in this situation. It's a bad time out here. Uh, but anybody remember this woman? I did an Instagram short on this one. I also covered this uh, particular woman on YouTube. And this woman said right here, she was talking about how her nine to five life has affected her negatively. This is a Gen Zer, and she's like, "My nine to five life sucks. How are you supposed to live life and work nine to five? She said, "I got to commute. I got. I can't afford rent and all these things right here." Your rent's due, motherfucker. I believe this was about two months ago. It was a viral video. A lot of people responded to it. I made a response video. And she's like, how are people supposed to live life and have a nine to five? Like she, so she makes a complaint. Well, it didn't turn out well for her. What had happened was it says Gen Z college grad, Briella or Brielle, I can't pronounce that, who went viral after complaining about working a nine to five job reveals she's been laid off from the startup and is now broke. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. All right. And so now, you know, these Gen Zers uh, that, that they're talking about here with this mindset of what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to live our best life? How are we supposed to date? Well, welcome to adulthood. Well, it should be different. Okay. Have a movement to change it until then. So the 21-year-old said she works hard and she did nothing wrong to lose her job. Oh, no. Oh, no. So she's the victim out here, too. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. And this is why you see these young women going over there to get binds fixed from the CEO Nicaragua fixes binds LLC. It says right here she made headlines after her tearful uh, struggle, sharing her struggle adjusting to nine to five life. She's been recently laid off with no emergency fund. Oh, no. Well, I understand that. Brielle, who lives in New Jersey, reveals that she lost her first post-grad job, a position that took five months to secure in a recent video that garnished over 500,000 views. Um, we do have a video right here. She's an alum of the University of South Carolina, the fake USC. And it says right here, uh, she doesn't have an emergency fund because everything goes towards living expenses and commuting and everything else. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Yeah. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Yeah, that purse is going to be light today. And I'm not making light of her losing her job, but I don't think she's going to have a problem now fitting her lifestyle into not having a job. I mean, you're going to have hours and hours to go do whatever the hell you want, but you're going to realize you need a job. All right. And uh, here she is right there. Only fans coming in hot. Only thing is this is a stock factory issue. White girl. She didn't have that blonde hair. She'd be in trouble. All right. Look, 
box, built like a whole box of cereal. This is going to be tough to sell, but you could sell a couple of slices to me. I will fold for a couple of slices. It won't be a routine thing. All right, but uh, yeah. All right. Daddy is here. It is what it is. It is what Get him, daddy. Uh, but it's going to be lazy and lethargic. Look at that personality. Oh, boy. All right. Anyway, she has this to say right here. But I got laid off of my first postgrad job and the one that took me five months to find that I moved to New York City for. Basically, it's not my fault before we start. I worked for a startup and they didn't have the workload or the bandwidth that they needed to train me and to give me work to do like I didn't I wasn't doing anything that I was hired to do and I was really wanting to learn so I was thinking in my head that I wanted a job with more responsibilities anyways but I come January 2nd I need a new job and I don't have one I even told most of my friends if I post this it's because I actually thought it through getting laid off before the holidays that means the hiring processes stop right before Christmas and then they go all the way till January 2nd and then they pick back up and it's still going to probably be two, three week process to hire and onboard for a new job. So that's the time frame I'm looking at. And I can't wait that long. I need a job immediately. The job that I was working nine to five from, I wasn't making enough to live. I didn't, I don't have a savings because of that job. Like the salaries that people are making with a degree right now after college, it's just not okay. We're working so much. <laughs> what? And I still don't have an emergency fund. I don't because I wasn't making enough to save any of it. Everything was going towards living and expenses and, and everything else. And to go through the whole entire hiring process again is going to actually kill me. It's oh, so defeating. Goodness. It's so disappointing. And it makes you feel like you're not good enough. And I know that I am. I know that I'm a hard worker. And my boss literally said that I'm one of the smartest people he's oh, ever had work Jesus. under him. And he knows that I'm going to land on my feet and he'll give me a great Get referral to anybody. So don't start. I have a degree. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. I had two internships. I built a portfolio. I worked freelance out of school because I was building my portfolio, taking hey, the time, Jesus. did things for free. I have done everything I possibly could have. And it's still not enough. Putting yourself in debt to go to college and you still can't find a job that pays enough for you to live and have a balance with life too it's like i'm just hoping that this is just a transition period so come on welcome to me trying to find another job and maybe i'll nanny maybe i'll serve until i find another full-time position that's in marketing that's something that i want to do if you know any marketing positions hiring any social media digital digital marketing hiring let me know but i just wanted to be like completely transparent because that's just what i do and if you want to listen there you go when I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear nobody say shit. When you see me on the corner, bitch, mind your business. All right, all right, all right. All right, there she is with her degree. All right, them degrees don't mean shit today. You're going to have to come out here and do something. And she annoying, man. I tell you, brother, she annoying as hell. All right, there she is living a life. Oh, they all look, man. Hey, man. And these are where you guys would be like, oh, these girls are living the lifestyle. All right. Yep. She got her juice and her nails done and her hair and all that and her boots. All right. That was the original video right there. What's her degree in? I'm trying to find out what's her degree in. Let me see. It's got to be some political science here. All right. Where, where's, uh? let's see here. What's her degree in? She's talking about student loan debt. What I warn you of, student loan debt. She's going to be looking for a man in no time flat. She's in New York from South Carolina? No. No, man. This ain't going to work. This ain't going to work. Now, here's the reality of it. I think what she's missing is that she's only 21 years old. 
uh, a lot of these people always make fun of them and say they think they're going to graduate with their degree. They don't need a man. Go move to New York, live the lifestyle, and then be CEO by 32. Now, it's not how it works. Most people, it takes decades. It takes until men until their 40s. She thinks she's just going to get a paycheck as a job, do her job, and be, build up an emergency fund. This is going to be difficult. She's the future. That's you. And that's you. Fake ass country girl, too. All right. So, yeah, man, that's a, that's a sad reality of a lot of people. But, of course, again, what I never hear these people say, which is the hard part, what I never hear them say is, I never hear them say, I'm looking for a man. You know what I mean? I'm going to start a family and start building with the guy now that she's 21. She get with a guy who's 23, 24 tops. She get with that guy, build the emergency fund together, and then actually do what she needs to do. What she needs to do, not say, well, I got my job. I got my job. No, she wants to live this life first, build, and then bring it back to guys. That's not going to work for 97% of women. Not. Not. So there's where she was, and she worked for a startup. They always choose these weird-ass jobs. Now, if you're going to work for a startup, most of the time as a male, you'll not have a lifestyle. Like, you're, you're either the startup person or you realize you're working as a startup. You're living off top ramen. You're not posting on Instagram getting juices and doing your nails. You're not doing that. When you work for a startup, she worked for a startup. It was like, oh, I'll just keep cashing your checks, sandbagging and freeloading. And then they cut her ass. They was like, oh, hell no. Now I got to cut you. Ninjas that do a startup living in a mama's basement for five years, taking no salary, right? Taking no salary. But now she want to get, oh, I'm good. And she kept stacking them checks. And they was like, we got to get rid of this damn woman. This woman's uh, what we call a uh, dead weight. You got to dump the dead weight, guys. You guys got to be strong enough to dump the dead weight. A lot of guys, you're not where you need to be because you're afraid to dump the dead weight. If there's dead weight, it's not that they're a bad person, but you got to get rid of it. You got to set them aside till you figure it out. Set that shit to the side, and then you can figure them out later. But you cannot drag a stubborn mule to the finish line. You cannot drag a stubborn mule to the finish line. You cannot. If they're going to be stubborn and dig their heels into the ground, and I ain't listening to you. No. Mm. Best decisions I've ever made is to be like, all right, I'm going to set you to the side, (laughs) right? We'll figure your ass out later. If your ass can't get right, you can't get right. I'm going to keep going forward. You can catch up. (laughs) You can catch up, but I ain't slowing down. Set their ass to the side. All right, let me see here. What is this one right here? Is this part of the next one? Yeah, oh, well, this is still part of it. <laughs> All right, let me show you right here. Speaking of game, I want you to show you this because we always have this idea. You know, lions, the alpha lion has access to all the females, and the male lion chases the female lion. He pursues them, and he has all the access to the women of the pride. And I'm going to show you something. It's a funny video. Look at this right here. So you see in this video, and I told you that the male lion story, this alpha story, you got it all messed up. The alpha takes care of what he needs to take care of, and then he has access by what we call the, um, the, the byproduct of what you're doing. The byproduct of what you're doing is getting you to the alpha position. That gets you to the apex. But check a look at this. There's a male right there, and he looks like he's enjoying a little bit of meat, uh, carcass there. And he said, perhaps if I put this carcass out here, it might attract 
it might attract a female. And by virtue of this, I might be able to slide in there real quick. All right, so let me go ahead and show you this game, this Lions game real quick. Let's play it. No volume, we'll do it. All right, he got a little bit of meat out there. He got a little bit of status, a little bit of looks. Okay, all right, she feeling him. She feeling him. And she like, what do you have here, sir? Looks like you have some meat. Looks like you have something I want. You all, women want something else. They always want something. Hmm, looks like you have some, uh-oh. <laughs> and she figured it out. Looks like you have some Cheesecake Factory, some Mastro's. Looks like you have some money. The lion led with his wallet. All right. And she said, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait. Oh, I see you trying to. She was like, uh-uh. I ain't trying to give you no pony island. Let me get that free meat. Uh, he was like, oh, look at all. She got out of there. Did you? Oh, man. Listen, 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 listen. This is crazy right here. All right. I missed my sound effect. Where is it? Straight jacket. It was like, bitch, give me my damn meat back. Freeloading ass woman. She tried to. She tried to freeload on this ninja. He was like, bitch, you ain't give me no look. She tried to take his thing right here. Hold up. Straight jacket. Look at these nasty. Look at this woman, man. Just like a woman. Straight jacket. He was like, no, nah, bitch, you can't have my damn meat. Give me my shit back. You know, freeloading ass woman here. She tried to get her back. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> she tried to get a free meal and try to finesse ninjas, man. It's human nature. It's animal nature. We just animals. She was like, I normally don't sleep on the first date, but I'll eat from your I'll eat from your killings there if you don't mind. She tried to go off and run. <laughs> women are women. I don't care what you do out here. Try to run on me. Bitch, you know what you here for? You don't have to read between the Gotta lines. get my bag and run. <laughs> All right, let's play the video again just so you can see, man. She tried to come in there and finesse. These women ain't something. They something else, ain't they? All right, let me see here. Let's put it up right here. Look, he's just chilling, minding his own business. She's like, what do you have there? Looks like you have a little something there. Here we go. <laughs> Look, she come around. She come around. She's like, hi. Um, perhaps. Oh, yes. Give you a little bit of manipulation. Oh, there. You smell that? You smell that? You can have that if you want. Just let me have a little bit of. He was like, okay. All right. Well, do your job. She was like, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, daddy. Oh, not now. Let me get some food. I'll give you some later. Oh, let's get out of here. Just... Indeed. Gotcha, bitch. All right. Don't let her get a damn thing for free. Look at her. Go on and eat. Take your broke ass home. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, <laughs> flat, stony broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Get your, get your broke ass on. You can't have none of my free food. Anyway. <laughs> he tried to get in real quick. He was like, go on and eat that real quick. All right, face down, ass up. Here we go. That's some real game. Last one. We got a Ling Ling that wants to explain something. In Japan, I've actually played another woman in, in Japan saying something similar. And um, this is... Gym etiquette in Japan, all right? Uh, I couldn't wait for Thursday. But this uh, Japanese woman who's been Americanized wants to tell you that the attire that we wear in America in terms of women, it doesn't fly in Japan, all right? So women can't walk the street or even go in the gym wearing these sexy outfits that Western women try to act like, well, there's nothing sexy about this sports bra and tight uh, tight pants that reveals my punani lips. 
right? They try to act uh, plausible, deniable. But 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 let's let her explain here. If you are coming to Japan and planning on going to the gym, let me just warn you, do not wear a matching set. Do not wear a cute little outfit like this. I know that we all love them. I feel so super cute right now. But if I wear something like this to the gym, Japanese people literally treat me like I have whore written on my forehead. Like they stop and they look at me and they're like, what the fuck? Like I've forgotten to get dressed. This is how I dress now. Now that I've been living here for a year, when I go to the gym, this is how I dress like all the other Japanese people. I'm not fucking kidding you. This is the vibe. This is the vibe. Okay, the pants with the leggings on underneath. This is the look that we go for. Okay, I couldn't feel less hot. I couldn't feel less like working out than in this. But if I wear the other thing, then people literally stop what they're doing and look at me. So this is the vibe. So if you come to Japan, just be prepared. All right, so if you come to Japan, I know I've heard of many women talk about this in Japan, in Japanese culture, certainly in the Middle East uh, cultures. You can't be just walking around like whores. And she even admitted that the Japanese people say you have whore written all over your forehead if you're dressed like this. Now, here's the funny thing about it. These clothes that people wear today, you know, when I was a youngster going to the gym, people didn't wear sexy outfits. People didn't wear outfits to go to the gym. I mean, you wore your your ratty T-shirt. You wore your T-shirt with the armpits all worn out in yellow. If women came to the gym, they wore big baggy ass shorts. They didn't wear these leggings and all of this shit. Now there was a time and era of uh, you know, the the leotard. That was certainly a thing. But if you went to a gym, people didn't wear leotards unless they were in the classroom over here. All right. And then they got dressed and dipped out the side. All right, dipped out the side and put their little pants, their sweatpants over their leotard. Nobody was walking around with their pussy out. Today, that's what people are doing. And then people are supposed to, well, you need to control your libido. It's just ridiculous. Mm. All right. But ninjas, you went to the gym with your worst bullshit. You didn't go there and figure out if your shoes match. Oh, this would be a cute workout outfit. No, that's not, it's never really been like that. In fact, gymnasium uh, translated from Greek is naked. Naked. In fact, if you really want to talk about where gymnasium comes from or gymnastics or the gym, it implies a, a little bit of nudie, nudie. Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. Gymnasium. Nude. Let's see if it can get it right here. Uh, it says right here, it means a place to train naked. Gymnasium, a place to train naked. Gymnasium, a place to train naked. All right. So here we go right here. Um. I'm in the fitness. I'm in the fitness background. Also studied the Olympic of uh, the Olympics when I was in grad school. That was a thing of interest for me. Um, it doesn't have to be a thing of interest to you. Uh, but uh, the athletes prided themselves in their bodies and their physiques, especially when you get into the Greek freaks. They prided their physiques on what it looks like naked. All right, and then most of the time, this is a segregated event. This is boys admiring other naked men and all of that shit. <laughs> So it means that. So you guys got to watch out for that. The admiration for the body is often, often always perceived as being unclothed. But since we live in a progressive world where we have not segregated the genders, now we all come together and we do these things that do simulate sexuality. I don't know if you guys know athletic performance and sexuality go hand in hand. Most of the time, the same results you get from sex is, is the same results you get from exercise. The same kind of endorphins are released 
the same kind of things, the stigmas, the, the, the same kind of uh, panting, sweating, um, flush of the face, if you will, if you're pale skin, uh, the noises, the movements oftentimes accentuate sexuality. In our world, in the Western world, uh, we tend to try to separate those two. But they're very similar. Um, so much so, you will find that you may become attracted to a person that is doing these things. Or if you're close to each other, uh, you might be like if you're in relative close distance and you might see a woman working out or a woman might see a man working out. These, I, these, these actions often do mimic sexuality. But in our Puritan mindset, we try to distinguish both of them and say, no, this is not sexual. But if you think about it, um, some of the things, shortness of breath, panting, all right, trying to catch your breath, bending over. A lot of this is uh, uh, very sexual in the nature. Hip thrusting, squatting, all right, uh, uh, push-ups. All, all of this stuff mimics sexuality. And so you do find that, let's just say, a personal trainer is training a woman. You're going to find that, what, what's going on here? There's, there's a dynamic here, it's somewhat weird. And then you will find that there's a lot of sexual connection between those two. And it's healthy. Uh, people will find that they're trying to distinguish it and say it's not healthy. But it's a healthy thing. It's just how you handle it. I mean, if you handle it in ignorance, if you're handling it in ignorance, you will, you will find yourself messed up. You will find yourself messed up. But look at, yeah, gym is supposed to be sexual. And it's supposed to play, be a place of, um, but it has to be controlled as well. It has to be controlled, but it's supposed to be a play like the definition of just so you know that. Yeah. The definition of gymnasium is a place for naked. Let me see what it says. It says right here, a place to train naked. That's gymnasium. That's the definition. Right? So anybody that wants to dispute this, I've studied it. it, it just look it up. The same result, the same endorphins, the same way you feel uh, after sex, other than the orgasm. Is the same way you would feel when you work out. All right, anyway. Um, and the same endorphins are released, the same bonding agents are released to it, uh, and all of that stuff. Sweating, not looking your best, looking funny, your orgasm face. You're trying to get that weight lifted off. All right. Roar! Yeah. Even if you're, even if you're assisting a person when you're working out, you're often going to assume a sexual position, unfortunately, right? Even when you're assisting a person, let's say um, you were spotting a person on a bench press. They're laying on the bench, all right, and then I'll straddle their face with my balls, paws. It oftentimes would be like, oh, damn, like if you're assisting a person. It is a sexual position. Um, if a person's squatting, I'm going to stand behind them with my pelvic to their rear end to assist them, and I'm going to drop down low, and I'm going to help them. Most of the time, I'm going to touch a sensitive area, an armpit, a breast tissue, right? I'm going to help you in some sort of... <laughs> so it's oftentimes you're going to touch an intimate body part um, if you are assisting a person. So there's a lot of sexuality related to it. Anyway, yeah, you teabagging me. I'm trying to get my lift on, and I smell your funky-ass punani teabagging me here or just... It's crazy here, but uh, there's a lot of it here. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Uh, anyway, so you got to watch how ninjas spot you. You got to train them. Hey, man, don't put that damn thing over my face. I'll be pulling hands on hips. <laughs> All right. 
I put them hands on them hips. When I dip, you dip, we dip. All right, anyway, let me hear. Is that the last video? Yeah, main event time, and then we'll come back. I got two things, two couple stories here, but you guys are here for the main event. Main event, we got stories coming up. Uh, Gloria Govin suing Matt Barnes for more child support. Damn, these bitches broke. Oh, man. Charlie Sheen being attacked by his female neighbor. And let's get into the main event. How about we do that? How about we do that? Let's get into the main event. Simone Biles is not a catch. Main event. All right, Simone Biles caught up in a little bit of a controversy uh, with her husband, and the controversy is coming from uh, straggle women. All right, straggle women, unfortunately, are leading the parade here. Unmarried strag women, all right, who are jealous of a woman's relationship, and they're trying to interfere in it. They're trying to rescue her ass like the color purple. Now, Simone Biles, everybody knows, kind of she's the most decorated uh, Olympian especially American Olympian, certainly around the world of all times. And I think she's competed certainly in two Olympics and possibly three. Now, she had some controversy in the last Olympics, which gave her a little bit of prominence over social media, in which she quit in the middle of a team competition because she claimed some mental health issues and some she had some aerial confusion uh, that was going on, and she was misperforming. A lot of people attributed that misperformance so maybe she was being distracted by her fiance that was um that was in the football uh team. He was in football camp at the same time she was in the Olympics. I remember this. I did some viral videos related to this. Well, in reality, what she did was she cheated. She cheated. She basically what she did was she knew she was uh not she knew she her performance was going to bring down the team overall score, so she dipped out. And she had the ability for them to drop that lower score and not consider it and still allow the United States to win. Now, people can say whatever they want to say. That's what she did. She did a little finesse move to dip out so that the United States could still win the goal. That's basically what she did. But everybody tried to complain. and Oh, well, mental health. Ain't no mental health in the Olympics. What the fuck? We trying to win gold. Biggest psyops that we hear out here is that this is about fun. This ain't about no fun. We trying to win. And what she did was a crafty way to still keep the Americans at the top by dipping out. So she quit on purpose. All right. It wasn't it had to do with none of this old aerial spin, aerial disorientation that she was talking about. Now, listen, I don't give a shit. Every time people, uh, something happens. And then when it comes to a black woman, y'all want to say, oh man, you hard on the sister. Now that was the strategic quit. That's what she did. And that's what it was that, that allowed the Americans to win. Had she stayed in there, her score would have been calculated and they would have got the silver. All right, but it is what it is. She would have got the silver. But anyway, she quit She quit strategically to keep them in the winning position. But that's neither here nor there. All right, but uh, anyway, here she is right here. That's Simone Biles. Now, let's just talk about this. The controversy is of this guy right here, Jonathan Owens, who is her husband. They got married in 2023, and he plays in the NFL. He's a... He's a uh, undrafted free agent signed with the Houston Texans originally. And now he's playing for the Green Bay Packers. All right. So let me see if I do have pictures of that. And uh, let's see here. Where's the pictures? Uh, I guess I don't have any. Well, I guess this is it. All right. So he plays for the Green Bay Packers. There he is right there. All right. And as you can see, um, he is a rather light skinned, complected, 
he does have unique blue eyes, somewhat light color eyes, and he does have um uh, what do we call dreadlock not dreadlocks but braids, and he's five foot eleven. He looks like he's really taller than her, but that's because she's barely five feet tall. All right, so he looks like he's six feet six five foot five, but he's five eleven and she's barely five feet tall. She's a little person. All right, she's a little person, and to do gymnastics, you got to be small. Here's the problem. He went on an interview where he said, and I'll, I'll play the interview, a portion of it, with a what I call a simp wolf whistler, a liberal simp, which is Ryan Clark. And I'm not saying that to be mad, angry at him. He's a liberal simp. So he's going to do what the agenda does. And I don't know if he's authentic or if he's just playing the game, but he's a liberal simp. Well, he went on an interview basically saying, I didn't know who she was when we first linked up on a dating app. He didn't say who I thought she was. He probably discovered who she was relatively soon after that. We can assume that. It wasn't like they dated the whole time and he didn't know. But he was like, when we matched, I didn't know who she was. I assumed she had money and I assumed she had a following because we could see that, but I didn't realize she was the most decorated Olympic athlete of all times. People are having a problem with this. People are having a problem with this, saying that how could you not know who Simone Biles were? Now, if I think of who the most popular Olympics athletes were in, in the history of the Olympics, even though she's the most decorated, Simone Biles would not come up. If I'm thinking of Olympians for female, if I'm not paying attention to the Olympics, there are certain names that could come up, and I would think Simone Biles would not be the top three maybe not the top five, even though she's the most decorated. There's other even U.S. gymnasts that might come up ahead of her, like Sean Johnson. Uh, uh, what's the other girl's name? Uh, Mary Lou Retton. Uh, the girl with that crazy face. Um, uh, there's, there's another one. Do- Dominique Dawes. There's some other people that might come up above Simone Bile. So if I'm not paying attention, those people probably would come up. Somebody said four foot eight. Yeah. There's some other people that might come up. Uh, the one that hurt her leg. Remember when she hurt her leg, she did the jump, and then she hurt her leg, and then the ninja grabbed her. All right, he, he carried her. That girl. There's some other people that are going to come up. Don't, but the, but the, Simone Biles is not really a Carrie Struggs. I think that was the girl's name. Then when you talk about Olympians, Simone Biles doesn't come up. You got Flo Joe. You got Carl Lewis. You got Michael Johnson, Michael Phelps. I mean, Simone Biles is not a household name like that. She only appeared on the scene a couple times, a couple weeks, every four years. But I'm not taking anything away from her. In the world of the community, though, she is the shit, right? Oh, yeah, Simone Biles is that sister that's the most decorated. So status, Simone Biles is perceived to have had over Jonathan Owens. She's supposed to have more status than Jonathan Owens. And this is the problem with the black male and black female community. This is why I don't save it. One of the most unhealthiest things you can have in your relationship is competition. Yeah, you saying both. Okay. One of the most unhealthiest things you can have in your relationship is competition. So if you have the two people in the relationships competing This is going to torpedo your relationship. It's going to torpedo your relationship. So if Simone Biles comes in and says, hey, I'm Simone Biles. 
I want some Olympic medals. And I don't care about your status because, shit, I'm a man. I don't give a fuck about your status because men don't date on status. Now, broke ninjas date on status. This guy probably isn't that broke, although his position is not very secure in the NFL as he's bouncing around. He has his own shit going on. He don't care about status of a woman. Not many men do. Broke ninjas do. Ninjas that got their own shit don't. Because he ain't competing against no woman. He's not doing that. He's looking for something else. So he might say, oh, she seems popular. Okay, I'll go there. But her status is not as important as his status. This is what women don't understand. But in their world, in their world, they want a man to be so impressed with your status that it would make sense that every man would want her. And that's now how it works. There's some men that will go for it. Okay, I'll get me a J-Lo. I'll get me a Beyonce. But even Beyonce and Jay-Z's level, there's a hierarchy where she bows down to Jay-Z in a sense, metaphorically. But a man is not going to say, status trumps all the other bullshit. So I'm going to go for it. And that's just not, that's unfortunately how it goes. He says he's the prize. Hey, I'm just as popular as she is now. It might seem weird, but on a daily basis, for a period of time, for 16, 17 weeks, he's more of a celebrity than one Simone Biles. Simone Biles is a celebrity every four, uh, for two weeks every four years. Then her shit slows down. Now, I'm sure in public, she's more recognizable, especially if she's in her home. But he's not going to pick her because of status. He's not. That's, you guys want it both ways. Men don't date women on status. So whatever your accomplishments are, whatever your degrees are, whatever your money is, whatever your accomplishments are, a lot of guys, a lot of guys aren't going to date just purely for that. That's not going to move her to the top. So the people who are saying her network is 16 million, it don't matter if she looks ugly. If she's ugly to him, He's not going to go there. He rarely will. Men, men will say, I'll make my own 16 million as opposed to be with an ugly broad. A woman tends to, more women will tend to say, I'll overlook the ugliness. I'll like something else about her, uh, the guy. I'll like something else about him or I'll find something else to like for the 16 million. Because he's got more shit to do. He's like, I got shit on my plate. Now, broke ninjas, yeah. Men like me and men like listening to this show, you might say, okay, that's an overriding factor. I'll do it. But you would have fucked her anyway. You would have fucked her anyway if she was broke. So I don't want to hear that you would have picked on her because she was rich. You would have been fucking on her anyway. So don't use that as a means. Well, I would have got with her. You would have hit her for free. You would have hit her for free. (laughs) Right? Now, her status don't mean that much. In this grand scheme of things, because he's going, I'm trying to get to the point where I get a contract worth 16 million. I don't know. Now, he doesn't want to compete against Simone Biles, which does give him a little bit of a, hey, he ain't trying to compete with her, which is good. You don't want him competing with her. You don't want him being insecure. Now, let me show you some pictures and we'll show you the video. 
Okay, show you some pictures here. Show you some pictures of Simone Biles. Let me see here. <laughs> if you look at the photos between Simone Biles, Simone Biles, and uh, this gentleman here, Jonathan, take a look at every photo. I'm going to show several photos. Pick randomly. Take a look at how she admires and is interested. Look at the body language that you're seeing here. All right, look at the body language. They're close. They seem to be, this doesn't seem to be an act. This seems to be always the situation. There's another one here. And I believe that, you know, listen, every man's taller than this woman. She's barely five feet tall. Let me show you another one here. Look at the admiration she has. Now, there ain't many black women that can make a black man smile. All right, we already know my theory here. There's not, and that's him on bending knee there. Uh, there ain't many black men, black, uh, here, here's another one here. There ain't many black women that can make a black man smile and be comfortable. She seems to have pulled it off. In relative point, because she's, um, she's in a place of what we call, um, look, there's another one there. She's in a place of security. She has financial security. So she doesn't stress him out. She's like, baby, I got it. What's yours is mine and what's mine is ours and all that shit. But if you look at their body language, she's admiring the man. And for her, people are saying she got her pookie. Okay, I mean, do we want to call him a pookie? Okay, he's a male athlete, a football player. All right. Yeah, she got a level up. She got the male version of somebody that she probably would not have gotten. Okay. She wouldn't have got this guy without her status. So he's the prize in all of the photos that I've been seeing here. She's treating like him. He's the prize. All right. And only in this photo, which is a stage photo, he's looking down at her and she, this is the stage photo. In every photo that I pop up, she is clinging to this ninja. Okay. And I, this is no, yep, this is good for her. I ain't mad at her. A lot of people mad. But every photo, she seems to be into him. Like, I, I got me. Look, look, I got me. Look at what I got. Mm. Now, people are calling him a pookie because of what he represents. I'm not saying he's a pookie, but listen to this. Look at this photo. Who looks like the prize here? This ninja curled up in his arms. She looking down at him. Because of her status, she was able to get him. Because, because if she wasn't Simone Biles, she wouldn't have got him. Because, listen, if she wasn't Simone Biles, she wouldn't have got him. Now, people don't want to talk about this. This is a fact. He ain't like, I'm lucky I got Simone Biles. She's saying, I'm lucky I got him. Look, she can't wait to take a picture of this ninja. She, he, she represent, he represents something that she couldn't have gotten prior to her being Simone Bile. Y'all don't want to see this. Look, she's showcasing him. He ain't showcasing her. You see this? She's showcasing him. She's not taking a back seat. Very few pictures. This is a this is a picture where he's kissing on her 
and she's doing the look at me, look at what I got. Anytime you see this type of uh, body language, this is typical. This is her showcasing him where she's looking in the camera to everybody to say, look who's kissing me. Huh? Is this not true? Listen, I know. I I'm trying to pick photos at random. Look. Look. He's clearly, he's clearly the one. She's showing down up to his sideline. She don't have to do this. She could have said, I got a TV appearance I got to get to. She bragging on him. Now, we, let's get down to the interview here. Here's another one. I'm just going at random. There's another one. She clinging to him. She's clinging to him. Now, I'm not saying who's the prize here, but you can clearly see she's not pulling rank. She's in her feminine. She's not pulling status because women, and to particularly black women, keep leaning on their status. Status, I got this and I got this. This is why you ain't got no man, though. This is why you ain't got no man. Because even though Simone Biles, if you pulled up the most attractive U.S. gymnasts, she's not one of them, <laughs> right? Listen, Dominique Dawes, there's a new sister coming up who's supposed to be one of the favorite. She's attractive. Um, you got Dominique Dawes, Dominique Mochianu, uh, Ninja, any one of them bitches, all right? Allison Rising, whatever her name is. All right, the one with the goofy face. I mean, there's a, a lot of them that are way more attractive than Simone Biles. But because she's cute, she has good demeanor. She seems to be into him. Everybody thinks she's supposed to pull the I'm a bad bitch car. She's doing what she's supposed to do. Even though she has all this money, she's showing up for him. Who's to know if he's going to show up for her? I have no idea. But it doesn't look like she's pulling rank. She's happy. Look, she's happy to be representative of him. Not he representing her. Look, she happy. But these bras want to be bitter. She look happy. He look happy. Now, this is all looks. But she not look like, look, she like, I got his ring. I got his last name. Am I tripping? She got his ring. I'm going to take his last name. I'm going to be in my feminine, even though I got the money. See, what these women are, will find out is, you guys are trying to date women that got the money, but they a bitch. They got the bitchy attitude, too. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. And I believe she was adopted uh, by a white family for the majority. I, I might have this wrong. I might be mixing it up. But most gymnasts tend to be adopted by someone else because, um, because of the nature of the sport. They have to kind of like, okay, uh, save them from demise of the community, the community mindset. Uh, where you don't make the best use of some talent, then the talent is recognized early, unfortunately, with gymnasts, with female gymnasts. They peak out at 20. It used to be they peaked out at 16. That was their peak. Now they peak, can peak out 20, 24, 20. They can extend it a little bit longer. But she ain't going to win no Olympic medals anytime soon. She's going to be riding this Olympic wave from her teenage years until her late adulthood. And more power to her. She ain't getting on no no more monkey bars. She ain't she ain't getting. Oh, that was Gabby Douglas. Oh, I, but I know she was adopted though. I know she was. This one was adopted. Um, but she ain't getting on no no more monkey bars. 
Let me see here. What's her name? Simone Biles. I know she was adopted, but I know she did have her biological mother as well. So let me see who her adopted parents are. Oh, she was adopted by black parents. So I was wrong. Uh, Gabby Douglas was white parents. So let me see here. So it looks like she was adopted by black parents. All right. So I got, well, she looked like a Latina, the mama. All right. She going to be making babies. That's what she going to be doing. And she turned it in. How old is this young lady, by the way? Before we get into the interview. Thank you uh, for letting me get this part of the story out. Let me see how old she is. Uh, she is uh, 26. These mad-ass black women. These women, man. These women. Why y'all mad? She's 26. She hit her peak in life in terms of recognition and performance. She hit her peak. There's not much more income she can generate from this. I mean, she generated most of her income from 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 her past performance. She can maintain 26. What more can she look at here? I mean, this is getting crazy. So let me get this interview going here where people are pissed about his perspective here. And they believe he's lying. I believe he's not lying. But the way he presented it sounds like he's lying. So this is the gentleman here um, on the Ryan Clark show. This guy's Jonathan Owens. This is the husband of Simone Miles. All right, here we go. Couple of days, man. And it's like, she pops up and I'm like, mm, let me see who this is. for what he said. So let me play you a short snippet of what he said. For a couple of days, man. And it's like, she pops up and I'm like, mm, let me see who this is. Gymnastics, I ain't never, you know, I, I never really paid attention to gymnastics. So it, it, it piqued my curiosity, you know? So I'm like, okay, that's, 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 I'll see what's up. I swiped her and it said we matched. So I'm just like, oh, okay, so I'm gonna see what's up. So I go do my workout and I come back and I get like, I had some likes on my Instagram, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, this might be it. I'm like, okay. So I see what's up and then I still waited. I'm like, man, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till I, you know, take a shower and everything. Then I come back to my phone and then she messages me on the app like, hey, you know what I mean? And I'm, man, that's a, man, this gotta be fake. Like, I don't know, just, I didn't know who she was at the time, but like the first thing that I saw was that she just had a bunch of followers. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, she gotta be good if, yeah. I promise you. All right, and so they go, uh, they go to the uh, Simp Enforcer, Ryan Clark right there. That's who I was talking about. He works for ESPN. Uh, I won't call him a Simp Enforcer, but liberal simp. And so there he is right there. He's like, what? Now again, he's saying, I didn't realize the, level of achievement that she was. He looked her up and saw that she had a following. He might not a name recognize her. He's going to clear that up. But he didn't know at the moment of the match, he didn't realize the level of athlete she was. And can you blame him? Can you really blame him? It's Simone Miles. We're not talking about Flojo. <laughs> like, we're not talking about like, it's Simone Biles. Like, not many people are looking at the two weeks of the Olympics. Now, he might have known she was a gymnast, didn't realize she was that good. Okay, oh, 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 put two and two together. He's not belittling her. He's just saying she wasn't instantly name recognizable, right? Which is pretty accurate. I would say that's accurate. And if you want to know, he met her on an app that's specifically for celebrity. So he's like, she must be an athlete. She's, she's somebody. I just don't know who she is. All right, so here we go right here. He's going what? Now, remember, he's working the media, so you would know who she is. All right, here we go. 
I'm a, I'm a real life story. When she won the Olympics, I was in college and we didn't have NBC. We didn't have Olympic channels and we're in camp. We're in camp late, late, late July, early August. So I'm not paying attention to, you know, so I never would have had a moment to where I would have watched like, you know, Jonathan, I'm gonna let you finish your story, man. Continue. <laughs> but like I was saying, man, she, she messaged me. This is like a Tuesday and we, we now look at her body language. I think, and I'm sorry, if you want to watch the full clip without me interrupting, go watch the full clip and come back. But she seems to be in love. Now, this love can go away, and especially with these hyenas attacking and making, they're feeling attacked. She might be able to be influenced from the outside within. But she seems to be very happy. She's batting her eyes. She's smiling, uh, grinning, showing teeth. Niggas always got to show they teeth. All right, and he's looking at it like, well, oh, well. Now, she ain't bad looking. I'm going to tell you, when, if she's stripped down, she's probably not that great looking in the morning. But I would not put her up there in terms of being highly attractive. I think she's cute. She has great demeanor, and she's feminine, which can raise your score. All right, but let's continue here. We, we were texting back and forth, and then we hung out Friday, man. And, um, we couldn't do much as COVID happened. Everything was shut down, so... Um, she came through down um, down to Houston. She lived in the suburbs, so she had to drive about 45 minutes to me. Um, then the rest is history, man. So, so you was really the catch in... I always say we, the men are catch, man. I always say we the catch, man. All right, and so this is what pisses people off, too. He says, I always say the men are the catch. Now, again, uh, a lot of men have come around in this space that says men are the prize. In his world, let me just look at it. Now, this is where it's making black women really upset. What? Well, she has 10 Olympic medals. She's the catch. No, no, no. She's thirsty. She's definitely starving. And she was making, what, 30-minute trips back and forth, driving hours to come see this ninja? In Jim, what's his name? Jonathan Owens. In Jonathan Owens' world, he's a catch. Now, you might not know who he is. You might he might not last in the NFL very long. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say pause, but let's take a look at this. If you strip the gold medals off of Simone Biles, she would not be much. But we can't do that. If you strip the NFL off of Jonathan Owens, he's still gonna do okay out here. Right? If you took the NFL away from Jonathan Owens and you dropped them in the middle of Houston, you're telling me he cannot pick up? You're telling me he cannot find another Simone Biles? I mean, there's not many. You're telling me he cannot find an accomplished woman as, as, as he's representing himself? You're telling me he would struggle on the dating marketplace? If we took the NFL away from Jonathan Owens, he's still doing okay in the marketplace. He's going to do completely fine. If you took Simone Biles' accomplishments away, she done. Done. Rap. But you're saying because she's accomplished, she's supposed to be the catch. No, let's strip both of their accomplishments away. He's the catch. Even though men don't want to meet, he's the catch, clearly. He says, y'all call it Labuki. But he, he embodies this kind of personality that obviously she's attracted to. She's attracted to that type of personality. All right, he got the he got the dimples. I didn't even notice it. He got dimples. 
He got a cool smile. He looks cool. He seems down to earth. He doesn't seem aggressive. He got light eyes, lighter complexion. He's got his little blades or his plaits or whatever we want to call them. I think he's going to do okay. Of women of all races, women of all races. If you took Simone Biles' medals away, it'd be curtains for her in a, in a lot of ways. All right, let me let him continue here. Yeah, so she really booked you. She did, though. She is did, what you though. said. Because I, I was fighting it. I was fighting it. So I was you, fighting it. So in truth, if I say this out loud, was Jonathan Owens ain't really want Simone Biles. Is at, what you're saying. At the time, <laughs> that's what you're not going to say that. That's what you're saying. That's not I what he said. Afraid, I, I was afraid to commit. I'm like, ah, I'm, man, this is, my, this is my third year. You know, I'm trying to, ah, I'm like, it's kind of early. Listen. But, you know, like listen. I said, man, it happened when you least expect it. And we hung out, man. It was like we hit it off instantly. You know, we just laughed the whole night. So following. All the- right. It's, now, let me take it back. Ryan Clark is being very disingenuous here. And that's what they're not giving him his credit. See, what they're trying to say is he completely dismissed her and didn't care about her. He didn't say that. He said, when we initially matched, I didn't know who she was. That means, like, it it could be a celebrity that would match with me. And if I didn't know who they were, I would be like, oh, I didn't realize you were this. I'm pretty relatively, I'm pretty sure that relatively soon after the match and getting into the conversation, I'm sure he did acknowledge who she was, right? Acknowledge me. I'm pretty sure he did a little bit of research. He did a little bit of research. He said, oh, shit. He probably still didn't say, God damn, she the best Olympian ever. I'm pretty sure he didn't do that. I'm pretty sure he was like, okay, this is cool. Because what they're not saying, and this is where we at. What they're not saying is, I bet you he matched with a lot of other women. I can almost guarantee you. He matched with a lot of other women, celebrity women on the celebrity app. He probably had no problems. Then when it came to it, she pursued him so heavily that he had to reconsider being in these goddamn streets. In these streets. (laughs) Right? He probably said, the other girls, I got to kind of move around and impress with my NFL shit. They probably set him to the side. And she was probably, as you can see, she was pining, clamoring, chasing, this and that, that made him go, damn, she's trying to get married. And then he probably said, okay, she got $16 million and 10 gold medals. Fuck it, I'll do it. That's exactly what happened. He said, fuck it, I'll do it. Because she she pressed that ninja so fast, and he like, well... (laughs) <laughs> so she was chasing him. He's the prize, obviously. He's clearly the prize. She pressed him. Now, whether this is going to work out for him later on is not. Now they tried to flip it. And, and in typical ghetto fashion, Ryan Clark comes in like this. Let's play that clip again. This is my third year. You know, I'm trying to, ah, I'm like, it's kind of early. Uh, but Jonathan Owens, truth, if I say this out loud, was Jonathan Owens ain't really want Simone Biles. Nope. That's false. That's false. What Simone, what Jonathan Owens said was, I smashed Simone Owens too. Well, not Simone Owens. Well, that's her real name now. He probably said, I'll smash her. Why not? She was another woman that he matched with. 
Now, we want to make this out to be some love story where he could. And typically, this is what we do of men and women have a bad habit of doing this. They act like men get on dating apps like women. Women get get on dating apps because there's women out. There's men out here that aren't really fitting the bill. And so they're like, all right, my hopes is I can meet a guy that fills all of my fantasies. Men jump on dating apps to fuck a lot of women, <laughs> right? That's what we up there. We're not looking for a woman that fulfills our families. We're looking for a woman that, that can actually fill, fulfill, uh, fulfill some seed in our mouth. All right, that's what we're looking for. And he's probably have plenty of hoes. Now, the love story is they end up working out and they have a fantastic marriage. But listen, it's still early. It's not even a year. But he probably banging plenty of women and he had no problem getting women. And he's like, all right, who's in town now? Who's in town now? That's what he was on there doing. He wasn't out there. I cannot find a woman. Oh, Simone Biles. Okay, she came to my rescue. It was another piece of peace leave. And he was like, all right, I'll bang her. And then she clinged on him. <laughs> then she clinged on that ninja. And she was like, I want to. She's running out of time. She's looking at it like, I want to marry. I need, a, I need that guy. She, ain't, she got nothing but time on her hands. She ain't going back to the Olympics. All right, she got nothing but time on her hands. So she like, you're the one. She's like. And that's you. And he's like, well. Why not? That's exactly what happened. But now he's trying to say, uh, let's see what Ryan Clark hate ass got to say. No, is what you said. Because I, I was fighting it. I was fighting it. So I was you, fighting it. So it, there it is. I was fighting it. I was fighting her pressure. Listen to what he's saying here. He wasn't desperate. He banged on her. He had her ass spinning and doing monkey double backflips all over him. She like, watch this. And she was doing monkey double backflips. And he was banging her and probably three, four other broads. And he was like, I was fighting the pressure that she was putting on me. He wanted to stay in them streets. He was like, I'm about to give up all my hoes. <laughs> Truth, if I say this out loud, was Jonathan Owens ain't really want Simone Biles, is and, what you're saying. <laughs> he didn't want to give up his hoes. The time, I, that's what I, you, I'm not gonna say that. That's what you're saying. I was afraid. Yeah. I, I was afraid to commit. I'm like, ah, I'm, man, this is my, this is my third year. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to, ah, I'm like, it's kind of early. Yeah. But he like, you know how many hoes I'm about to give up? Do you know how many hoes I'm about to give up? <laughs> I'm about to give up all these hoes. It's too early. I got three years into my career. And he's like, man, why would I marry her and then give up my career? Or why would I marry her and then have to drag her all over the NFL to try to hang on to his NFL dream? And he's like, well, I guess because she then the then the status is considered. Well, I mean, at least she got money in a nice house. I don't have to worry about that anymore. But, you know, like I said, man, it happened when you least suspect it. And we hung out, man. It was like we hit it off instantly. You know, we just laughed the whole night. So following this, Jonathan was trolled nonstop. All right. And so now the committee of, oh, you didn't see the video here. Uh, there he is right there. The committee of the black entertainment. They cannot stand. They called him a narcissist. They called him a narcissist. Let me look up the comments here. Um, they called him a narcissist. They they saying that he's putting himself above uh above Simone 
in a way to belittle her. And it says right here, it says, Ninja, your name is Simone Biles' husband. How you the catch? Okay, you see this? So he's supposed to be, and listen, for all intents and purposes, I didn't know what his name is. I knew she got married. So in my world, that is Simone Biles' husband. That does not mean she was the catch. That only means that I am aware of her more than I'm aware of him. So I would not have been able to say his name. But in their world, it's clear that she was attached to him. Going back, money, status, and uh, looks or gain. Money, status, gain is one of these things the Manosphere has argued about what matters the most. In the woman's world, status, money, and game will never be a reason why a higher middle-tier status man selects a woman. It's never going to be. You can play whatever game you want. It's never going to be, meaning that I'm not going to eliminate a large pool of women because of degree, status, achievement, medals, I don't give a fuck what it is. I'm not going to put her up above a group of other women because that's not how we hunt. That's not how we catch. Looks tends to be above those three when it comes to man selecting woman. Then what do I have out here? I've got hoes. I've got hoes. So Jonathan got hoes. He got a future career to worry about. Why would he say, oh, Simone Biles is my lucky day? No, no, it wasn't his lucky damn day. It was her lucky day. <laughs> Clearly, it was her lucky day. So now the bitter, the bitter broad brigade got Simone Biles responding to this. And she says, are y'all done yet? Now, here's what Simone Biles is. And this is a meme scratching her head which I wish the other women would do this. It's, this is not a head scratcher. Even Simone Biles is like, y'all really bugging. I got who I wanted. You don't have who you want. You don't. I got who I wanted. I got a man to marry because I'm Simone Biles. Because had you straggle daggles tried to get uh, Jonathan Owens, he wouldn't have married none of you broads. None of you. So yeah, Who's got the real power here? Yes, he was a catch to Simone Biles. He wouldn't have married none of y'all broads uh, because you're not Simone Biles, <laughs> right? So that's a fact right there. Um, but it's a sad reality that they cannot let a black love relationship, last point on this one, they cannot let a black love relationship triumph if the man has the power. And I'm, this is a very, very sad reality. If the man is perceiving himself as the prize, the power, the masculine, whatever you think is toxic out here, if he's perceived as that, they don't like the relationship. They'd be like, that's Ike and Tina. He's abusive. He's a narcissist. But I want you to consider this. Any partnership that they perceive as working always includes this partnership, includes this equality, includes this he's lucky to have her. Let me go through the names. Uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. This is a relationship that is perceived as equal and as a status, a, a relationship to look up to because they're perceived as equal playing field. Because, because Dwayne Wade acknowledges her as an equal partner. 
Now watch this. For all intents and purposes, Dwayne Wade's status trumps, I mean, the shadow looms large over Gabrielle Union. Large. He's way bigger than her and way more wealthier. But because he elevates her and he pedestalizes her to the point where, hey, we're both equal, they love it. However, even Gabrielle Union acknowledged that even though she's Gabrielle Union, even though they have a 50-50 relationship, she would go broke if she continued the relationship. She's not an equal. Even to Dwayne Wade, she's not an equal. But Dwayne Wade can't say this. He, he lifts her up. And just like everything we do in this world, we will lift women up to the point where they think they are equal and they're not. Because if we stop trying to uplift them, they would fall to the ground really quick if it wasn't for the big daddy government, if it wasn't for simp enforcers, if it wasn't for us playing their little game, they would all fall and collapse. This idea of the woman being equal and you being partners and her bringing her half in and you bringing your half in and you being the catch at the same time is ridiculous. He's obviously, he's obviously the catch in this relationship. It ain't even close. Not even close. And let time go on. Take the money out of it. You know, if you don't like that argument, take the money out of it. If time goes on, he'll still be the catch. (laughs) He's still going to be the catch. Anyway, it's sad, man. It's sad. But so now they got to disrupt which was once a... Happy union. They were happy. Uh, but the miserable brigade of bitter broads cannot see a man and a woman happy. But they're going to look for, and they're going to find it. Now, this is my prediction. This is the one girl, Allie Raisman. I mean, think of her. She's more popular than Simone Biles with less medals. All right? <laughs> All right. What they're going to find is that ninja going to be creeping. Now, Jonathan, this is my advice to you, sir. This is my advice. You better have your nose clean out here, man. Because it's only going to take minutes to seconds for these bitter, broad, brigade women to find out you've been tipping in these streets. And if you've been tipping in these streets and you ain't been paying these bras off to keep their mouth shut, your ass going to get exposed. And they cannot wait to expose your ass to bring more misery to another uh, black woman who was otherwise living in complete ignorance. Right. She, she probably another thing. She probably didn't mind. Jonathan was out here pounding out some pink toe flesh. She probably don't mind, but she's happy in her in her role. And I've noticed this. I've noticed that when a woman's happy in her feminine. For some reason, with all of this feminism, with all of this opportunity for women to choose their position in their lane, they're oftentimes browbeaten to be some hyper-masculine version of the miserable, bitter women that are out here, right? Like the woman wants to be submissive. The woman wants to have kids. The woman wants to be a wife. The woman wants to stay at home. It's always the miserable, working, schlub-ass, normie oxygen thieves that convince that woman she's doing something detrimental to herself and that the guy's getting over on her. 
A woman wants to have kids. It, uh, again, I say the worst thing about the, the best argument against feminism is this, is that they perceive that the, you're giving the woman more options, but they take away options that and, and choice from women who don't want to pursue the miserable feminist route. So if a woman says, hey, I'm 18, I just graduated high school, I want to get married and have eight kids, like a Mormon chick, they will say, they will say, oh, you a loser. Oh, you shouldn't do that. You should have your own money. You shouldn't have kids this early. You should get your career started. You should, but what if you get divorced? All the things that they blame us for. And then that woman does that and then ends up 26 and miserable. Like, why do I, why did you talk her out of that? That's what she wanted to do. You're too young for this. You need to live out your 20s. You'll regret it. Why don't you let her do it? By the way, what is Simone Biles doing tomorrow? Nothing. She ain't doing a damn thing. She's going to have a little gym to school. But if feminism gives women more choices, why do they strip all these choices off? And then when the woman ends up miserable, they don't want to do that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, man. That's that part of the story. I do have two other stories remaining, and I do need to uh, quench my thirst. Do me a favor, hit the like button. Sad reality. Sad reality. Sad reality. And look at the black community. These women need to shut up with these low marriages. All right, shout out to them. Shout out to Cesar Ramirez. Appreciate you for being here. Shout out to Cortez. Says, dang, coach, you still dropping gems after Christmas. I'm coming in hot and heavy on my flu game. Then you got the flu out here. <laughs> All right, then you got the flu. All right, shout out to Fixes Binds. He says, I ain't never seen an incel lion. He says, what's going on out here? Are we in 2024 yet? Mm-hmm. Okay, we got some brothers here on the Super Chat. We got Charlie Sheen coming up next on the show. Uh, let's see here. We got our man, Noman C. He says, Coach, I once had a family member ask me to marry her. What? Let me say this again right here. Oh, the humanity. He said, I once had a family member ask me to marry her. She got into a, I don't know what's going on here. He says she got into a DUI, DUI legal bind, Gordita, if you can read between the lines. When I said no, she told, she then told me, don't tell anyone. Oh, the humanity. Uh, uh, <laughs> where are you living at? Where is this at? Mm. Mm. That's a new one on me, Ninja. That's a new one on me. <laughs> okay. I've never had that happen. I suppose, you know, third cousins and shit. I don't know what to say. Sweet home, Alabama. Keep it in the family. Yeah, somebody said, if we cared about a woman's money and status, Oprah would be the most desired. The most. But men don't care about women's status and money. Now, if you throw it in there in the pot, throw it in the pot. Okay. (laughs) Right, anyway. Well. All right, shout out to Skyler. 
Skyler C says 10 bucks says the laid off 304 will become a RN and a straggle daggle out here. In these streets. DG Seymour, conquering adversity is essentially essential to establishing the strength in the character of a man. And that's, you know, it, it, it's the one thing that it's a hard sell for a lot of people because they don't want to go through adversity. But I'm going to tell you guys to get to where you need to get, you're going to have to conquer, you're going to have to overcome adversity. You're going to have to. In fact, most of the people who are wealthy, uh, most of them did not have third or fourth generational wealth. Now, there are some people at the top that had it, but a lot of people, 80% of people were self-made, wealthy, self-made wealthy. So they got to the point where they overcame it. But, yeah, I mean, everybody has adversity, and adversity is relative. But to think you're going to go through life unscathed, you're, you're crazy. That's part of it. That's part of it. And embrace the adversity. Uh, I find that most people that want to just be handed opportunities and handed money, they blow it. All right, we got Str Savagely Hustling says, notice she said she doesn't feel hot in that outfit. Yes, because it's more about getting attention. Nobody actually, he says, not about actually working out. She told on herself, and yes, she did say that. She says, I don't feel hot in this outfit. Not about practicality. Practicality. The, the Japanese woman says, I don't feel hot in this outfit. All right, I feel super cute right now. Not about working out. And the gym is the, you know, the gym is a nightclub. Now, there, there she goes. I don't feel hot. I want to feel cute. Bitch, we ain't here to work out. <laughs> All right, this is crazy. Mr. Albert says, Simone Biles is 26. Her biological clock is ticking. Her career is basically over. Time to settle down. She's a smart woman. Facts. Facts, facts, facts. She's like, it's time to push out babies. She ain't going to work tomorrow. So she's like, let's get this shit going. She is, what is she going to accomplish past what she's accomplished now? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, Rob Marine says, CGA Simone Biles was not living in the community. Yep. So she's not part of the miserable hyena brigade. She's not. So she doesn't have all of those concerns. But notice who she picked. She picked a guy who we're calling him Pookie, and I think it's somewhat unfair. But she's picking a guy that has an edge. She didn't pick a clean-cut guy, a clean-cut basketball player, a clean-cut executive. She didn't. She ran back and got uh, potentially what she missed. And um, let me say this. Kids, that, black kids that grow up in the suburbs will go through this phase. Even I, when I was in the suburbs, it seemed like the hood is what we missed. And not necessarily the bad stuff in the hood. It's the parties and the barbecue and the dominoes and loud ass uncle and fighting ass cousin and your homie that went to jail and, and your gang banging cousin, your gang banging pookie ass drug dealer cousin. Uh, you know, the laughs, the sniggling, the the 40 ounces, the the eating, the smacking on the ribs, the barbecue and shit. You know, the, the hood girls with the bamboo earrings. See, a lot of suburban blacks, they'll at some point reminisce. Damn, what, what would have been like if I grew up like that? You would have been, yeah, <laughs> you would have been struggling like the rest of them people out there. You would have been struggling. Somebody said, y'all ain't missing nothing. But it's hard to convince blacks of that because their world thinks that there's a community down there. There ain't no community down there. That's just a place 
of death and decay. Most people settled in and they broke minded and they broke and it's death and decay down there. But you think you're missing the social element of it because you see it glamorized. You yeah, but you you see you think it's uh what the, what you see in a rap video when they at the party and shit like that. You think that shit go on all day long. That that shit don't go on all day long. You dealing with drama and and brokenness and ninjas getting shot and shit and ninjas going to jail. You dealing with institutional race racism, redlining, gerrymandering. <laughs> you don't want to be down there. You don't want to be down there, but a lot of suburban kids that their family worked so hard to get them out of that, they want to go run back to it. They want to select a partner from it. Oh, that's my people. That ain't your goddamn people. You escaped it, right? Them ain't your people. All right, but, you know, you'll miss it. You'll pick a strag. You'll pick a a, 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 a pookie-ish, edgy guy. <laughs> get the hell up out of there, ninja, and don't come back. But, you know, you want to go to the slums and you want to go to the hood party where did, where that remember that basketball player? Recently, there was a basketball player, Mikey Williams. Mikey Williams got his whole world ahead of them. You can't take he got his whole world ahead of them. This ninja on a shootout on the boulevard. He on a shootout. He just recently dodged these uh things. He, he really, Mikey Williams. He's a high school prospect. Internet sensation. All this ninja had to do was play basketball. He was like one of the top-rated freshman high school players. And he playing ball. All he has to do is graduate from high school, go pro, go to the NBA. What does he do? He in a shootout in the hood. Going backwards. Guys, the community is backwards. Wherever you're going, that is not going the right way. (laughs) I don't care what you say that's going backwards. You're going backwards to a world you do not need to go back to. T.I. son, Michael Irvin's son. You're not missing shit. Yeah, John Morant. You ain't missing shit back there. That's back about 20 years. Ninja, go forward. Just. But, you know, Simone Biles probably was not a part of that. She kind of wants to be a part of that. And I'm not saying he's that. I'm just saying it seems like she selected that. Shit backwards. You just be thinking that's forward. That's going the other way. Jesus Christ. I mean, anyway, we have these dreams. That's just crazy. Spoon Zaza says the community calls her a pick me. Just sad. She's actually winning right now. Winning before anybody got their uh, claws into her. She was winning in life. Shout out to John Ivy says that's her grandfather in the picture who she was adopted by. Her mother was a dope fiend. All right. Wow. All right, so we're getting in real there. So her mother was a dope fiend. Uh, the tragic story in the community. Let me see where's the picture. Okay, I lost the picture. But um, uh, Simone Biles represents what I think a lot of people represent that have talent. Much, many times the talent's not recognized early enough to remove the child and have them protected by people that can manifest that talent. Put these kids in a proper position. You know how many hood gymnasts there are? There are. You know how many ninjas in the hood can swing on monkey bars and do double backflips and and jump off they jumping off onto pissy mattresses on top of uh uh collapsing garages. 
ninjas that can run and do 15 mega flips, but their parents were down bad and didn't recognize the talent, told them to stop flipping all over, stop flipping all over this goddamn house. And didn't say, huh, maybe if I put them in a structured program that they can manifest, they can win a gold medal, <laughs> right? Nope. Oh, that's white people shit. The ninja like, I don't want to be in this leotard. Why? Everybody going to laugh at me. You got to remove them from niggas that going to laugh at you in your leotard. Nah, ninja, you going to move to the suburbs where they don't laugh about your leotard, ninja, because everybody in the leotard. But ninjas lining up pissy mattresses and letting y'all flip on the goddamn thing all day. All right, anyway. <laughs> all right, and then the ninjas out here watching, ain't watching the Olympics because ninjas don't want to watch the Olympics. But until it's time to play football and basketball, then okay, then let me get a, you got a little something. A lot of wasted talent. Where parents were down bad, drug addicts, they were uh, down bad, they... They didn't know how to manifest the talent, and the kid never been the never the kid never became. In fact, Kevin Durant and LeBron James were all and and Zion Williamson to an extent were all like that as well. Those three men, just think about this: Zion Williamson, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant were almost all three of men that could have succumbed to that very same thing, and they're just the top three because all three of those men were under the umbrella of a struggling single mother. Right? They were under the umbrella of a struggling single mother. And it took an outsider to say, uh-uh. Nah, look at this. You can't do this to this guy. This guy's going to be the next greatest thing. And outsiders, mostly black men, came into those young boys' lives and had to extract the black male from those women. Now, I'm not saying the women were bad. They just didn't know. They didn't know what they had. They didn't know what they had. So Kevin Durant had his coaches in Maryland. I think he's from Maryland. Extract Kevin Durant from his mother. LeBron James had his coaches. Extract LeBron James from the mother. Uh, uh, Zion Williamson's had a stepfather came in and put Zion, Zion Williamson through the paces. Like, you got to do this and you got to do that. And his mama said, don't yell at him too hard. Oh, no, no, no. We got to do this. But this is also done. This is also done in the white communities. What will happen is, especially around tennis and gymnastics, tennis and gymnastics, they extract the kid from the parent. They take the kid at an early age, eight, nine, and they say, this kid can play tennis. And they'll go to all them Slovakian in Russian countries, war-torn, impoverished areas, and they'll be like, we need to move this kid to Florida. They'll move him to Florida. They'll take them gymnasts, and some of them doctors was doing that. They'll take the gymnasts at eight and say, you need to get away from, uh, from uh, Topeka, Kansas. You need to leave Topeka, Kansas, and go down to Florida for, and live your life out at this institute they got to take they got to take the kid away from the family. Why? Cuz the family don't know what they got. The family going to fumble the fucking bag. The family going to say, "Oh man, if I would have realized, then the kid's 18 or 19. Then it's too late." So tennis, gymnastics, figure skating, basketball, football, not 
parents are wasting trying to go to work, dual income, and struggling, fighting for child support, living off welfare, and guess what? They kids are over there rotten. Then all of a sudden, you see a ninja on Instagram in New York, and he doing, he doing 30 pull-ups and flipping around the bar, and he's 27. <laughs> he's 27, and they're like, damn, um, did you practice gymnastics when you were younger? Yep, in fourth grade, my mama signed me up at the YMCA, and because the classes were at 3 o'clock, she couldn't take me no more. So now I'm flipping around bars in New York doing 50 pull-ups and shit. Boxer, same thing. You got to recognize talent earlier with kids. You got to push kids earlier, recognize the talent. It's, it's crazy, but, you know, <laughs> it's Topeka, Kansas, full of straggles. With, ch- with talent, children, young people, and the biggest psyops that has been run in our world is that we should not push children to great things, right? And look at the Generation Z. Uh, millennials was the first psyops of not pushing children to be great. But if you realize, most of the talented people in our world are under 25, under 25, really under 18. But we have this idea that these 18-year-old people are going to finally become adults at 25 and click. No, the most talented people, not the wealthiest, the most talented people are under 25. Why? Because they ain't gave up. They can realize their potential. They're still growing. They still got things to earn. When you're 25, you didn't gave the fuck up. All right, you succumb to injury. You're, you got fears. You got real fears. I don't want to jump off this high platform. I don't want to flip 15 times. What if I injure my ankle, my Achilles, injure my, now you got injuries. Now you got fears. And one of the biggest psyops we put on our world of children, of young people, is that you're supposed to use this stuff for fun, right? Um, Kids don't want to be out here winning. They want to just go out there and have fun. Bullshit. That was psycho, that was that pseudo psychology bullshit. Okay, yeah, some kids want to have fun. Well, take your ass over there to the boys and girls club over there. They got rec league, no practices, one game a week, running clock. You'll be in and out in 30 minutes. Take your ass over here. The people who want to win, we're going to be over here. <laughs> right? There ain't going to be no ribbons. Then we're going to keep score. You're going to realize when you lose by 50. And when you lose by 50, if you don't want to come the next week, quit and go to the boys and girls club in the YMCA league. Take your fun having ass over here. Here we on over here and push and win. We winning over here. But the biggest psyops they've gave is to let people believe that accomplishing nothing is successful. No, no, no. You're going to get the best out of people when they're young. They're learning. They're, they're confident. They're like, ah, I like this. Same thing goes with mathletes and athletes. The youngest people got the most potential. Not you old, badass people at 25. You guys got all your fears and insecurities and shit. That's killing you. And you ain't going to learn a goddamn thing because you stumbling. You ain't learning nothing new. (laughs) We ain't doing no everybody play equal playing time over here. We trying to win the game. And if you lose the game and you a kid, you getting chewed the hell out. All right, you don't like to get chewed out and push. You don't want to go to practice three, four times a week. Take your ass over to the rec league then. But, yeah, we got a lot of losers out here. Lots of losers. 
But that was a big psyops. When I was in college, they tried to push that shit on me. Well, you know, the happiest athletes are kids that are having fun. The fuck? What? A study say the happiest athletes are the ones having fun. I'm like, are we talking about sports? We talking about sports, huh? Like, where did you take this survey at? <laughs> what suburban community did you take this shit at? The happiest athletes are the ones that are having fun. Uh, we have fun when we win. <laughs> when we compete and we having fun. And yes, it's disappointing. What did you what did you take the survey after a team got lost by 25? All right, what do you what, what how do you feel? Oh, this sucks. I hate being embarrassed. I hate when my coach yells at me. Yeah, I would I would feel like fun is important after I got my ass kicked. <laughs> they took the survey after they got blown out. And it was the scoreboard that had the mercy rule. All right, kids, how do you feel about getting mercy rule today? Well, <laughs> man, we out here to win. Like, we trying to win. Ninja, I took a lot of losses. Ninja, I'm trying to win. Man, please. And then, But look, look at the results of people here. They don't want to compete no more. And I want to compete. You don't want to compete for relationships. You don't want to compete in life. You just want to get a paycheck, sit your fat ass up there, and then have a lifestyle. Nobody wants to win. And then when a person shows up that want to win, they the eyeball. Look at that. Why are you trying too hard? Why are you winning? Oh, come on, man. And <laughs> Man, this is so crazy, man. This is crazy. Shout out to Brian. T, he says, Coach, for the past three years, I've used UNKS as audio mentors, and now I'm making statements like Uncle Earl. I treat myself and my cousin. You treated yourself and your cousin to an NFL game in the 100 section. The difference between first floor and upper level is like flatbacks and bosses versus straggles and sniggles. He says, thanks, Coach. Take me out with that Uncle Earl. Indeed. I got money. A hundred. All right, once you get down to the 100 section, you're like, oh, okay. Once you go to the five-star hotel and stop going with people and say, man, we can save money if we all piece up together and get a red roof in and sleep five to a room. Nah, fuck all that. Let's go out and win. No government name says keep up the good work educating these ninjas, coach. I'm 50, and the information you share is priceless. Send it. Shout out to you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Where's my send it at? 100%. And that's a, that's a co-sponsorship. Yeah. I'm rich, baby. Yeah, shout out to you. Shout out to you. And watch out for these people, man. They be trying to get you to lose. And they see you winning. Hey, man, if we piece up together and we get four bag of chips and we pour it in the same bag, all right, then we don't spend as much money. I'm looking at your ass like. <laughs> what that mean? No, I can get my own bag of chips and you can be starving. Like, what are we doing, man? But people do stuff like this. So whack. So whack. But listen, if that's how y'all want to do it. Michael R. Approach in game is trash and unnatural. He says the way we evolve was through dating and mating through proximity in women and or families. Picking the best man possible in the hierarchy. A very small subset of men at the top or charlatans were uh, what we think of as players and gamers. But he says you got to have something to back it up and being or be an absolute liar or charlatan. Your streams and studying history and eco psych 
have helped me see this. Thanks for all that you do. And that's an actual fact. Uh, game artists, and uh, there's a video I'm going to share later. Those guys were often the charlatans of the world. Those guys are oftentimes shooed out of communities. They would come into your community. Uh, they would have their snake oil salesman outfit on, and they had all the charm. Game guys are the an evil, a plague on your community. You got to shoot them out. Got to shoot them out. Uh, so the charlatan is true. Look it up. Uh, shout out to Brian says, Coach, I'm a um, part-time Uber driver, and the other day I picked up a female from a company party. She told me she went to school for marketing and has 100K in student loan debt, and she was trying or saying how she is broke by the end of the ride. She was ready to make a transaction. Oh, my goodness. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. Sheesh. Man, 100K in student debt. I'm going to tell you. This is not the way to do it. Shout out to uh, John Ivy. Uh, and, oh, sorry. JC says Jesse Owens seems like a, not Jesse. His name is Jonathan Owens. Seems like a solid guy. Old heads hating and trying to defend these miserable women out here. Shout out to Stephen Russell says for the Roba Tussin fund. Riz Khalifa says why anyone listens to the least married is wild. 100%. 100%. Let me do three more, and then we're going to get into it. We got a co-sponsor here, says. He says, CGA is the GOAT and tells no lies. If anything CGA says offends or invokes an emotional response to the truth, then you're the problem. Indeed, you're the problem. It ain't me. And that's Thanks you. for inspiring me to become a better man with the blue chip mindset. Shout out to you. Uh, we got a couple more here. Let me see our brother here. Offset says with a sponsorship, what did you say? He says in the last video, the blur feet, the woman is, wait, known for selling feet pictures, earning a lot of money from it. All their videos are like this. Interesting. Recently, my girlfriend uh, tried to talk me into or talk to me in a condescending way. I made it clear that I won't tolerate being spoken to disrespectfully like I'm a child. If you ain't coming to the convo in good faith and respect to keep your ass away from me she then accused me of not being able to handle a strong woman of course and he says right here i responded that if i spoke to her that way she'd be calling it abusive telling her mother and stuff i warned her that if this continues i'll reach my limit she said what you mean i told her i told you you don't want to find out so stop in my mind i heard cga's voice saying once the barbarian comes through there's no negotiations when you get cut i don't want her here. I'm not sure what this means at the end, but anyway, he says women are so petty. Oh, he says right here when you get cut, I don't want to hear what happened. Can I meet? Yeah. Uh, so she's calling your bluff. Hey, one thing you don't do. Let me just tell you this as a leader, a coach, a manager. What I've learned is never tell them what you're going to do when you tell them to stop doing what they're going to do. All right, because what you're doing is giving them an ultimatum of sorts, and they're going to see if you follow through. Same thing as a parent. Never tell your kids, if you do this, I'm going to do that. If you do this, I'm going to do that. Never, if you're a coach and a player, if you do this, I'm going to do that. If you break this rule, you're going to run 100 sprints. If you're a manager, if you do this, I'm going to fire you. Okay, so never tell this. You're in a relationship. If you do this, I'm going to leave you. Never do this. Okay, you really have to be conscious of how you commute the, communicate this. 
Because when you leave, you bounce. You get up and fucking leave. And then you leave them there stranded. So that now you can see. Because what they're going to do is call your bluff. All right. And they're also going to look at. They're going to look at if you carry out whatever said punishment. So uh, if you break this rule, I'm going to make you run 100 lines. Well, all the team, the player knows that you're going to break the rule. That's 100 lines. Now, if I don't make this player runs 100 lines. And everybody knows I said 100 lines. Well, then when this player breaks the rule and I make them run 100 lines or they get cut, they're going to say, that's unfair, okay? That's unfair. You, you didn't make them run 100 lines. You made me run 100 lines. Now you got a, you got a fractured group, and now you're not standing by your word. Same thing as a kid. If you, don't, if you do this, I'm not going to let you play PlayStation this weekend. Well, then they did it, and then on Saturday, you get busy doing what you're doing, and they're like, you know, what, what happens is when you punish someone else, you punish yourself. So now you want the kid out of your hair because they just sitting around moping. And you're like, all right, just go play the PlayStation. Fuck. I mean, you just, you just messed yourself up. So now they don't feel the punishment that you prescribed. Prescribed punishments are from weakness. What you do is you give them their warning. Warning number one. Warning number two, we had this discussion. Warning number three, out of there. <laughs> all right, there's no discussion. Okay, you're out. And I will find that people did what he's going to say, what they do later is, well, what they, they don't realize they know what they did, but they don't realize they didn't realize you were going to do it. So then they want to correct it afterwards. After you've exercised your action, you walked off, you left, you moved out. Then they want to have a discussion. It's too late. It's too late. This is why I don't believe in this excuse culture. I hate to get on my soapbox. But all of this, I got this psycho thing. I got this bipolar. I got a, uh, uh, I got, uh, you know, uh, I had trauma for my past. Man, fuck all y'all. Everybody knows what's right or wrong. We have a, we have what's right and what's wrong. Now, if you're going to tell me you have a, what do they call it? We could, could, cause you fat, you, you got a, uh, I can't even remember what it was, but everybody got an excuse. Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. Ain't no excuses. You know what's right and what's wrong. You Telling me you got an excuse. Shit is like telling me you got an asshole. Everybody got one, and it ain't a pleasant place to be. So, everybody got an asshole. Nice. <laughs> All right, so we can't let people come up with an excuse every time there's some bullshit. Thyroid. I got a thyroid, and my brother got shot when I was 12, and my, my dad was abusive. And, man, go piss on yourself, please. Go piss yourself. I ain't got no time for no excuses. Especially when it comes to these things. Work, education, <laughs> right? And uh, winning. Work, education, and winning. I ain't got no time for no damn excuses. Okay, you want to be a loser? Take your ass over there and get the hell up out of my way. <laughs> All right, really, man, I don't got no time for this shit. People just lazy. And the most people are lazy. You just a lazy bum. Just say you lazy. Just say you don't want to put in the work. Just say you want to be a parasite. Just say you don't want to do shit. All right, I got a place for you. I can work around that. I can work around that. I can put you in proper perspective. But then just coming up with excuse after excuse after excuse. Well, I'm black, and I'm a black man. I'm a black woman, and I'm a Mexican. I'm, I'm a damn, I climbed under the tunnel. Man, please, man. Please. I don't got no time to hear this shit. I'm trying to win. 
All right. Piss yourself. But these pseudo psychologists, I'm telling you, these psychologists are the worst thing that happened. Well, there's a lot of worst things that happen. But this generation of psychologists are the absolute worst thing to happen to millennials and Gen Z. They're the worst. These psychoanalytic pseudoscientists sitting around with their books and surveys, if they don't piss on themselves too, I cannot stand these pseudo-psychologists because most of them are fucking, um, most of these psychologists are, um, are um, they lames. They lames in life already. They lames already. Like they really lames and losers. They hide behind their little books and letters. I swear to God, these people are the worst, <laughs> right? Second to lawyers. Lawyers are the second worst. But these pseudo-psychopaths, they're psychopaths. We're going to diagnose everything you say. When you say, man, get the hell up out of here with your bullshit-ass degree. Because what else can they do? Nothing. <laughs> Somebody recently told me that they, that they were taking the psychology. They're taking some therapy. I can't say who it is. They're taking some therapy. And they told me the therapist profile. I was like, it was like some young therapist, like 22. No kids, no marriage, no family. And they're doing, they're, they're literally counseling people. Like, what, from a book? From a book? Oh, my Lord, get up out of here. <laughs> All right, anyway, I think those people are really losers. All right, and you, they got to have to really distinguish myself themselves from me for me to give them credibility. But as I tell you, man, I got degrees too. These people are losers. Ask them to run a lap. Ask them to do 20 jumping jacks. Ask them to go make some money without using your pseudo-psychology degree. I bet you they can't do it. Ask them to go through life without popping pills. They can't do it. <laughs> Ask them to do something without psychoanalyzing people. They can't do it. They can't do shit. Most of them can't do nothing outside of them sitting behind a uh, little water, a little water thing and a little thing tick-tocking. You know the thing, that thing where you take the ball is going tick, tock, tick. They 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 analyzing roar shark charts. They can't do nothing. Get them to do two ten push ups. They can't do it. Can do shit. Ask them to run a mile. Can't do it. Ask them to run a mile without drugs. Can't do it. Anyway. <laughs> All right, anyway, what they, what they excel in is talking. That's what they excel in. They just excel in talking and not making sense, talking you in circles and shit. All right, anyway. All right, let me get to this one right here, and then we'll end the show. We got a couple of stories right here. We got uh, Charlie Sheen's crazy-ass neighbor. Charlie Sheen allegedly attacked at home by his neighbor. There's Charlie Sheen, the originator of the... Hey, I don't pay her for sex. I pay her to leave. And he also, did he get the heavy jibby? I think he got the HIV. R.I.P. Uh, Electra, Electra Schrock. What? Electra Schrock. I got to look her up. There's a woman named Electra Schrock. It sounds like some Southern California shit right here. Electra Schrock. I got to pull her up here. Supposedly a woman. Okay, I found her. So this is the woman in question here. This is the woman in question. 
she broke in the Charlie Sheen's home. This is nuts. It says actor Charlie Sheen has allegedly been attacked in his home by a neighbor who was later arrested by police. Sheen, star of numerous movies and so forth, was not seriously injured in the assault allegedly carried out by 47-year-old woman Electra Schrock. Schrock. S-E-H-R-O-C-K. What? I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say uh, that. Who had attacked him after knocking on the door of his home in the upscale beachside community neighborhood in Malibu. Says right here, Fox News reported that Shrock or Shock, I don't even know what this is, forced her way into Sheen's home after he opened the door. She then allegedly tried to strangle the star and allegedly ripping his shirt. The suspect, Electra Shrock, was arrested or assault with a deadly weapon, force likely to create a great bodily injury and residential burglary. According to the Times, sheriff deputies arrived at Sheen's home in Malibu at 1 p.m. on Wednesday after receiving a 911 call. Authorities did not suggest or su- wait, or uh, authorities did not suggest a possible motive for the attack. An electoral was expected to be arraigned in the Van Nuys courthouse on Monday. What? I think she lost it. This is the woman right here. Electra Schrock. All right. Is she a, is this her too? Development officer. Is that her too? That does kind of look like her. I can't. No, maybe that's not her. There's a couple of Electra Schrocks. (laughs) I think she a cuckoo bird. There she is, man. Millie Mouth. Oh, let's see what happened. Uh, She reportedly lives in the Malibu in an apartment on the same street as an actor. She pled no contest to misdemeanor elder abuse earlier this year. Sheen, the 58, who has openly uh, documented his battles with substance abuse, has been also arrested. We don't care about all that. Why are they putting his shit out there? Hey, man, look how they put you out there. So you you were a victim, and they out here two paragraphs of all of your criminal activity. Much of them charges, some of them not even convictions. All right, wow. All right, so why you put my business out there? I'm a victim. Why you victim shaming me? Watch out for your crazy ass neighbors in 2023. Last story, last story. Matthew Barnes. Matthew Barnes, former NBA player for many, many NBA teams. He has a podcast. Matt Barnes, X is broke. You get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. All right, what happened here? Apparently, boy, what this man, be careful who you lay with. Ex-basketball wife star Gloria Govin seeks $267,000 from Matt Barnes in child support, citing a low four-figure monthly income. Four figure. Mm. Is it four figures a month or 4,000? I can't tell what this is. Man, I tell you, man, it is rough out here. Be careful who you procreate with because it is the time and day for these women to go get money off of men solely solely because you had a kid with them. You were married to them. That's it. Now you don't even have to do that. You could be out here uh, doing um, uh, fudge packing. And they could have you out here for that. This is the year of the lawsuit. 
All right, he's already had legal troubles with this woman. It's going to be identified in the article. Yeah, the child's now worth $267,000. Matt Burns and reality star. Um, Gloria Govin got married in 2013, but decided to separate three years later. Now, three years later, 2013, so that's 2016, we're almost eight years removed from them being a couple and she still being a parasite on the guy. And using child support, which we call whore support, using child support and arresting of custody as a means to extract resources. <laughs> okay. And years later, eight years later, all you do is have a kid with her. And I don't even think she has full custody of the kid. This is crazy. Now she is going after the uh, longtime NBA forward for not paying the full amount in monthly child support. It says Matt and Govin has one child together, a son named Carter. And it says as they still go through legal suits regarding their divorce, Govin is seeking payment for close to $267,000. Um, wait, that's not a month. Uh, recent reports have emerged that Govin sharing her monthly income in hopes of getting what she is owed in child support. That's a disgrace. Owed? Owed? You're not owed anything. The documents state she makes around $15 an hour with the cannabis business she started a few years ago. Since divorcing Barnes, Govin has gotten married again. She now lives with longtime L.A. Laker point guard Derek Fisher. The two live together with each uh having children from previous relationships. So you live with a whole nother man. You live with a guy, Derek Fisher. I don't know if he's broke. He ain't making big checks. I think he's a coach somewhere. Let me see. I think he's a high school coach. I think he just got a high school coaching job. Let me see if I can look it up. Let's see here. Yeah, he's coaching at Crespi in the San Fernando Valley. So he's a high school basketball coach now. He was coaching in the WNBA, and um, I think he coached, did he, did he coach in the NBA? I know he coached the WNBA. So now he's coaching a high school ball. Damn. Damn. All right, um, but it happens. <laughs> this is crazy. Govin is going after Barnes because she feels he still does very well for himself financially. What does that have to do with it? In the report, she claims he still owes over $200,000 a month. How? Since his playing career ended, Barnes has carved a own lane for himself as a broadcaster and a podcaster right there. How much did Matthew Barnes make in the NBA? Okay, we don't care about all that. So she's still going after NBA money, even though he's not in the NBA. Like, who in the hell? Who in the hell? How in the hell can Matthew... Barnes still support $200,000 a month. Let me see how old the child is. Yeah, she feels. Again, I, guys, I'm in a similar situation. Oh, he's a successful broadcaster who produces toxic information that will keep the kids away from him. But I feel he makes this amount of money. They're literally, yeah, pocket watching. They're literally trying to find out my income based on what other people on YouTube find as my income. I'm going through the exact same thing. Now, remember, they filed for the divorce. They left. They had their little boyfriend. They moved in. They moved in a whole nother man. And then, then they coming back. When that shit didn't work, they coming back to try to get money. Like, wow. Meanwhile, keeping the kids away from you. That's how they, in order to accomplish this, they have to keep kids away from you. And they will do it. Lawyers will help them do it. They won't even argue it. They were like, well, what's the parenting time? 
They won't say, well, is the parenting time fair? This isn't fair. They won't say that. They were like, well, they have the, they have the time, so we're going to give you the custody money. So she wants 200 k a month from Matthew Barnes. I'm going to tell you, he ain't got it. <laughs> that ninja ain't got $200,000 a month. Let me see what, if I can find out the child's age. Oh, well, they would have gave us the age here based on the child being born in 2013. They got married. They had a child here. They don't say the year. 2013, we're like uh, 10 years down the line. 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say the oldest the child is is 10. $200,000 a month for eight, for eight years? To, I, I'm going to tell you, he ain't got that much money. Times eight. There is no way. He don't got that. He don't got, that would have been as much money as he made in the NBA. That's after taxes. There's no way that's a month. That's $2 million a year for the next eight years. 19 million. What the fuck? Mm. He was recent. Oh, his twins. Somebody says Fisher coaches Matt Barnes' child. Oh, my Lord. There ain't no way in hell, man. So, Fish, Derek Fisher, is that in high school or in a club AAU team? Sounds like a club. She cl- oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me go back. It says she reports that he earns $200,000 a month. Let me go back. So, that's right here. She feels he still does very well for himself financially. In the reports, she claims he still earns over $200,000 a month. What? What? He says, you, he's. <laughs> Somebody says, y'all pay 100. Oh, I'm going to tell the whole story afterwards. Brothers. He makes $200,000 a month doing what? YouTube? <laughs> what else does he do? YouTube? Oh, she, they coach him up in high school. They do have a podcast. I mean, he might be making $200 a month, but how's she calculating that? How's she calculating that? This is the question. How do you calculate such a thing? I think she's guessing. And of course, yeah, see all the smoke podcasts. Okay, but how do you calculate that? <laughs> like, how would you calculate that he makes $200,000? Do you have the contract? Do you have his tax returns? Are you counting pocket watching? They adding up super chats and shit. <laughs> These people are crazy, man. That's great. The, the thing is, we see that he's visible, but we don't know if he makes $200,000 a month. That's the high end. Could he be making 100000 Possibly. 50,000, sure. I can believe that. But here's the thing. He's also covering expenses. He also has his own expenses for his job. How in the hell are you covering up that? They, they, these women be, yeah, whole math. Absolute whole math. And I'm sitting there like, oh, somebody says she's bargaining. Yeah, start high. I actually had that in my case where they came up with a number, shot in the dark. Absolute no, no evidence. And they're waiting to gather evidence. They're waiting for me to turn over the evidence. They're like, he's going to turn it over and we're going to see it. I'm like, you're probably not going to see what you saw. And guess what? 
soon as they see that, they're going to say, he hiding the paper. It's, I can't win. I'm going to turn over the evidence, and they're going to say, this ain't it. Like, what do you want me to do? Prove that I make what you say I make. So now they're up here. Uh, my the, the commissioner in my case said, y'all can settle this. And he said, this is your number. This is their number. Their number is way up there. Ridiculous. With no evidence. <laughs> now, they can, they can add up shit that they see on the internet, but they really don't have any strong evidence to say that that's the case. They're just hearing things. They're like, oh, he says sponsorship. And I'm going to play it all the way to the end. I'm going to be like, y'all going to have to prove what y'all going to have to prove y'all case, Ninja. Y'all have to prove I make whatever you say and I make, Ninja, because you pulling that shit out your asshole. <laughs> right? You pulling that out of your ass. All right, but this is what happens. We're in the culture of uh, this is what men have to work, work for. This is, <laughs> this is how men have to work for. Yeah, somebody said, I think in the, in the evidence it said, there was a video. Hold on for a second. I'm going to look it up. Watch this. Let me see if I can pull this up. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, I'm going to pull it up. So watch this. They kind of they kind of insinuated this. Look. Look, look, look. This is this is what they going off of. If you google this, look. If you Google this, there's videos that says, look, looks, I don't know who, they, I don't know who makes these fucking videos, <laughs> right? But somebody makes videos of YouTubers and they say, how much does this YouTuber make? This is their evidence. This day, hey, this day evidence right here that there's videos that reveal, expose what I make. Look, there's one, two, three, four, five. That's their evidence. <laughs> he said, make them work, coach. Facts. That's their fucking evidence. That's what they watching, bro. <laughs> you sit there like. <sighs> they watching pocket watcher videos. That have no, they don't have nothing to do with me. They, that's crazy, ain't it? They watching pocket watcher videos. Talking about the internet says, like, how would they know? <laughs> it's crazy. They watching me right now. They watching me right now on the day off. Watching pocket watcher exposed videos. Talking about he made X amount of dollars a month. Like, what? I don't even know what they say I make. It's it. <laughs> YouTube says. The internet says, man, I tell you, man, people don't want to do work. They don't want to work. Meanwhile, I get up every day. I'm working sick. I got the flu still working. They just want to collect. It's a damn travesty. This is what's happening to Matt Barnes. He makes $200,000 a month. How? How do you know that? <laughs> they keep it track of super chats. It's like, what the fuck? Anyway, man, that shit is wild, bro. But my attorney told me that they was like, oh, yeah, you know, there's videos that say how much you make. I was like, they don't know. How would they know what I make? <laughs> so we just going to go with whatever they say. All right. Whatever the Internet says I make. That's the evidence. 
This shit is wild as hell, bro. I mean, these people out here desperate as hell. Oh, that's already happening, Chalupa. But see, they don't count that, just so you know. He's talking about writing off expenses. They don't count all of that shit. They don't give a damn. They just want to know gross. They don't want to know what you write off. All right, and when you do that, that's basically how they say you hide it. They're like, oh, you writing off stuff you shouldn't write off. Guys, trust me. They got that shit. They want to know gross income. What you make. Hell with your expenses. It's wild as hell. All right, shout out to Fixes of Buying. says, I found it easier to go back to the hood because they welcome me more than the middle class welcomes me. Shout out to you. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. True story. I ran into them while out in H-Town. I noticed her, but not him, told her congrats on your Olympic success and got the nastiest look from her. Uh-oh, that's a moment. That's sad. That's sad. All right, anyway. You know, I guess you approached her in public. She didn't know who the hell you were. Anyway. Uh, where are we at here? Let me see here. What do we got here? We got one, two, three, four, five. We got almost a couple people. We got a couple more people here. Shout out to Marcus. Says, Coach, you always put me on. He says, been a great, been the greatest year for me and my daughter. And next year, we will be even better. Just got promoted at work. He says trading is going great and only up from here. Free agent lifestyle for life. You got to live it. Shout out to Skyler says, saw a picture of young CGA at Stony Brook. Shout out to you. All right. Bob says, do you think your wife regrets divorcing you? Well, listen, I always tell you, I don't know what her mindset is. She's probably happy, um, but I have no idea. Actions are different. But what I would say is this. What we have to understand about divorce. Women suffer the most long-term in the divorce. All right. So knowing this, I could possibly, and then kind of taking a look at what's happening, I can probably say that I've recovered more. And that long-term, this shit's going to play out. It's going to be disaster. Right? It's going to be disaster. So looking back, I know there's possibly some debt. I mean, think about this. If you divorce somebody and you see them become a lot more successful when they were, when you were married to them, and you are claiming to go through financial problems, you could possibly say that if you extend this off over the lifetime of your life, it ain't going to be pretty for them. Okay? So women suffer the most long-term. And they change. So say they get divorced when they're 30. By the time they hit 40 and 45, they're going to feel the real pain of it. And there's no going back. Can't walk it back. Your family's fractured. And your future is looking disastrous. You're, yeah, based on the current action, you can say there's a regret there. Right? And there's like, oh, he living a lifestyle. He flying here and there and there. And he got Porsche and blah, blah, blah. Now, you don't know how I got it. But you can just guess. So women suffer long-term way more in divorce. After five years, if you financially recover, you're going to blow them to smithereens. Women live a life that their, their lives really get better after 40. It rarely gets better. Now, I don't give a damn. They made their decision. But it rarely gets better. They suffer mightily. Now, if you ask me if I care, I don't care. <laughs> right? So that's not my person. I'm not Steve Harvey. And we don't live in a generation where we care. We should care about that shit. Because we ain't the ones filing for divorce. Oftentimes, we weren't the ones whose minds were bad meaning that we weren't gaslighting or manipulating. 
right? There's some cases where we were, but it was their decision to, to pull the plug. And they made a couple of dollars, but after that, it's downhill for most of them. And trust me, it's not just my situation. I've seen a lot of divorcees. That shit is miserable. They be miserable. They be down there, down bad. Even if they're living a decent life, they're making like $80,000 a year. They're still trying to marry. They're still trying to date to find a guy. And they're not going to find that guy nine times out of 10. So, what they'll do is to try to come back and get as much as they can from you down on the back end. Um, and then if it doesn't recover, they'll be blaming you their entire life. I've seen it. Their entire life will be blaming. Blaming you, blaming you, you did this, you did that. And you done moved on. It's been 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And you moved on and become better. It's, it's sad to see. But, hey, man, hand, they, hand them off. Hand them off. Uh, there was a time where men would take care of their exes, but men also didn't put up with this bullshit we're dealing with. Back in those times, you could probably say men were the problem that caused the divorce. Because, in, let me just say this, in order to get divorced back in the day, you had to have evidence as to the divorce. Right? You had to have a private investigator. You had to catch the man cheating at the hotel with the secretary. You had to have abuse evidence. You had to have a religious reason why to get a divorce. You had to, have, the man was often, when a woman divorced a man, that guy was the problem. So much so that the guy would be like, okay, take the kids. I'm going to make a new family over here. And he paid the woman off and took care of her all the way down the line. Because the kids inevitably would have been with the mom. And he moved on. He just moved on and started a new family. So there was a sense of, I need to take care of the, the, the wife and kids. Today, we don't have that. We have no-fault divorce, so the woman can pull the plug for any goddamn reason. She could be the problem. Number two, we know that men are not like the old men. We're not abusing and cheating at that rate. So they're leaving for other reasons other than that. Well, he was poor, he was that, he was working too much. So then he's like, well, it wasn't my fault. It was her fault. Then the kids can split households. The kids are inevitably going to be more 50-50, 80-20, whatever it is. So the kids are with the father as much as they are with the mother. So the funny part is, the funny part is, how am I supposed to take care of her when I'm taking care of my kids? And I'm taking care of my own life. Why does she have to get taken care of? She her own equal person. She has equal opportunity. She can live her best life. Nah, she supports herself. So that those days are gone where the guy feels like, damn, you know, I really need to take care of her even though we divorce. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's no fault divorce. There's feminism. There's equal opportunity to work. She can go get a job. She can get two jobs. So for people who think that they want that to happen, where men supposed to just be like, I'm going to just take care of her no matter what, like Steve Harvey. He takes care of two ex-wives and this other one, and he writing books out here on how to succeed in dating. Those days are gone where a guy's going to feel like, well, she didn't have the opportunity in the education. They got degrees. They got ability to work. Fuck them. Let them take care of themselves. And they pull the plug. And I'm taking care of my kids. Go ahead. And so when they don't make it, they want the dad to rescue. In fact, there was a story that I shared of a man who was about to die of cancer. The wife took, the ex-wife, took the kids and let that ninja, left them to die. 
She alienated him from his kids. He moved on. He didn't die. He was living his best life. But then the ex-wife started to die. Then the kids came back to the dad. Hey, dad, mom's about to die. And he said, <laughs> gotcha, bitch. He said, oh, well. He said, oh, well, let her die. It was like, dad, you can't help us. You can't spot us some money for some, for some uh, ex- exploratory surgeries. He was like, nope. Just let, let, let that bitch rock. That's what happens when you change the rules. See, what they want to do is change the rules and then let us keep coming back and playing on our emotions. I want you to understand, this is what is not fair with men today. They change the rules for them, but when it's time for us to take the hit, they want to go back. Well, you're a man, and you should feel, and you should feel this way. Wait a minute. Our rules have changed. It doesn't matter what I feel. They're equal. They got their own money and They had their own life. They didn't want to have my rule. They wanted to be partners. Now they want to live their own life. Hell with them. Same thing with dating. They want to change the rules of dating. Only then, when it's time to be traditional and pay the bills, they want us to now, well, you are the man. When it's time to take out the garbage and shovel the snow, they want to go back to, well, you are the man. When it's time to split the responsibilities around the house, they want to talk about, helping the kids and helping them get to bed, but not how to take out the trash in the middle of the winter. They don't want to talk about that. So they always want to feel, well, a real man would, so now it's out of obligation. What are you obligated to do? So now they want to go back to obligation. And you should take care of your ex. Oh, where? Where does it say that? Nope. I should not. Not anymore. Those days are gone. (laughs) Here we go. Not anymore. Those days are gone. That ship is sailed. You guys asked for this freedom. Here's what freedom looks like. Consequences and repercussions. Because I have consequences and repercussions. You have consequences and repercussions. You live that shit out. You make a choice. You live that shit out. I ain't coming to save your ass. I don't care who it is. It's, it's not just because of my situation. You choose and it don't work out. You lose. Right, that's what it is right there. You were the weakest link. Goodbye. I don't know. Kaylin says women are too self-absorbed to see attraction isn't uh, symmetrical. He says they love to project too much. We're attracted to different things than the opposite gender. Yes, we're attracted to different things. They want to make it so that we're attracted to the same things they're attracted to. This is often why they lose in this battle here. Um we should be attracted to a woman's status and accomplishments. No. Kayla says, the, would Taylor Swift date Travis Kelsey if he is in a future Hall of Famer and champion already? I think not. For certain. Yep. Day late. One, two, three, four. He says, Coach, same thing about Kiki Palmer and Darius regarding women don't know their stance in the dating marketplace. Kiki actually got lucky with Darius, even though the hair had it hooligans. We're calling Darius a Dusty because he wasn't a big-time status celebrity like Kiki. He says that this guy still made over 400 k a year, but because Kiki had more status, the Queens were calling him Dusty. Again, in my opinion, I'm a traditional guy. A guy should not be in a position of where he makes less or has less status because simply he's going to lose. 
there's a no-win situation. No win. Shout out to Kobe Killer says, uh, Coach, see them linglings. He says, get you some faux extra raw garlic. Okay, shout out to you. Or is it foo? Yeah, shout out to you. What kind of fuck you give me? Yeah. All right, that's what she going to say after that. I messed it up. We got two more. Equality is a mofo, ain't it? Michael R. says, one of the men, he says, on the men being a prize, Patrice O'Neill said the highest position a woman can have is queen, which is the king's fish. A man's greatest strength is his competent skill and ability to work with other men. He says a woman's greatest strength is her man. A man is always the prize. Only psychobabble feminists pandering to sell stuff. Got these hoes thinking otherwise. Yeah, man. I mean, why? I don't understand. I don't understand this whole thing with the, the, the women going to get the status and then they're going to control the men. All right. I didn't see your email, but shout out to you. <laughs> she said, American people ain't kind of fuck. Love fuck. Hate fuck. Sex only fuck. Breakup fuck. Makeup fuck. Drunk fuck. Buddy fuck. Pity fuck. <laughs> KT King says, I started with straggle jucos. Think. I'm thinking I missed out. I started with Straggle Juco's thinking I missed out. Hey, man, you're going to find out. When you get over to the Juco, you're going to find out you were chasing a lot of bum bitches. You was chasing a lot of bums. All right, I think I got everybody. Look, I'm feeling better now, Coogee sweater now, but I do feel a fever, but I should be back tonight. If not, I will rest up and be back on, I will be back on tomorrow, Wednesday. Shout out to the Coach Gang. Hit the like button on the way out. Peace.